Good evening, good evening. Welcome to Soul <laughs> Citizens. I am Griffin Gaming RPG, and welcome to another fun-filled conversation about Star Citizen Squadron 42, CIG, and all that great stuff. And we have a power-packed show for you guys today with a power-packed panel of wonderful people. And yes, we are going to introduce them first, then I'm going to talk to my co-host. Let's introduce starting from the far left of the screen, which would be to the right if you're on their side. Whoa! I feel good. Nomad1701. Thank you for that resub. I always love that Star Trek reference, Nomad. Thanks for thanks for the sub to kick us off here. Um, let's start out with uh, the very first, starting with H. We'll start alphabetically. The man himself, as Paul Shelley would call him, the Sultan of Salt. HC Vertigo. What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just got done streaming some Elden Ring. Ah, how you digging uh, it? Uh, it's uh, it's difficult. It holds up to uh, from software's legacy of making games that make you want to tear your hair out. Yeah. Okay. But is it beating you or are you beating it? Which one? Oh, I'm I'm making progress. I'm beating it. I just beat uh, like the third third big boss in the game. Oh. So. Ooh. Okay. So you're doing good because I've been hearing people yeah. moan like crazy over there. <laughs> oh, I'm I am just absolutely a pillar of salt right now from this last boss fight. It was difficult. Super difficult. Okay, but you're enjoying. Imagine it. power through. But you're enjoying it though. I, I, that's the that's the big thing. As long as you're having uh -huh. fun, that's all that matters. Great. Well, great to have you. This is your first time here. We've been on Paul's show together, but thank you for coming uh -huh. out today. Appreciate you being here. Next to him, we have uh, a name that we all are familiar with, the Nubifier. I didn't put your numbers after your name this time. Is that okay? It's fine. Is that cool? Yeah. You, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You've you've been in with us before and sat in in the conversations, right? And talked before, right? Of course. Yeah. 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 But, but it was a little bit less deliberate than this. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here and uh, definitely digging what you're doing at the house. Very cool stuff. Thank you very Thanks. much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's an ongoing. Well, it's a never ending project, right? Yeah. There's always some something to do. There so you it's go. Tons of fun. Well, we're watching. Don't worry. We're watching. And next to him, to his left, uh, the space tomato. I didn't put the Hello. in front of it. I just did space tomato. Is that okay? Oh, that's yeah. That's how it is. Just I, space tomato. I could have did space Super tomato simple. too. I could have did that too because that's the other <laughs> name, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people like that one more. Yeah. Now, Tomato, you've been here, I think, twice before, right? And I think I've been with yeah. you twice, right? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, been on a few times, yeah. All right, two and two. So now you're three. So now you owe me one back your way when I see you again next time. Come on, man. <laughs> and last but not least, Toy Grubin. Is it Grubin? Are we saying that Grubin. right? So Grubin. Toy Grubin. Yeah. Toy, thank you for being here. We appreciate you making time to be here today. Absolutely. Thanks for the invite. All right. You know, I was saying before the show got started that all of us watch these guys and we're, we respect them as far as their voice in the community. We are so excited to have them here. Um, and I think we have a really great conversation with them today. But I do want to introduce my co-hosts that are here with me today from the Soul Citizens. Go Mob ATL. Go Mob. What's up? How's it going, man? Good evening. Uh, good. good to be here. Good, good. You know, you know, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, so I'm ready. Oh, yeah, you're ready. I know. And Whammer always talks when you talk. You notice that, right? Always talks when you talk. Always talks when you talk. Sorry. Whammer will not hold me back. You will not stop me, Whammer. Fair enough. And to my left and to your right in the corner, the man himself from Florida, Colossal. How are you, bro? I'm doing better now. I have a big announcement. Da, 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 da. Oh, God. Don't get him He's started. Back. Oh, He's God. back. He just made his announcement today. He is out of retirement, and he is coming back. So what does that mean, Griff? It's just very simple. It means I won't be watching him. That's what it means. It means, we'll be it means he just doesn't like his wife that much. It means <laughs> 
will be giving you a ticket. You can come on over the oh God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Colossal. We appreciate that. Um, so, listen, let's, let's jump into it. As you guys know that our title today is Critical Role. Yes, we are plagiarizing, but we spelled it differently. But we are talking about... I guess the theme of this show is basically talking about what does it mean to critique what does it mean to criticize? And, and we've talked about both in the positive and the negative light. What does it mean? And what is the role of criticism when it comes down to the development of a game like Star Citizen, CIG, Squadron 42? Um, as you guys know, the, the gentlemen who are on the bottom of the screen are very well known for being vocal about their beliefs about the development of this game. But they're also very big supporters and, and powerful voices in our community. So we wanted to kind of bring them together to ask them some questions. Yes, they've been prepped a little bit and get their feelings about what does it mean to be not only critical or to, to critique Star Citizen, but also maybe even the community itself, gaming itself when it comes to a development like this game. So we're gonna jump into that and let's get some icebreaker question out of the way first. And the first question, we're gonna start with HC, just so you guys can get some background. Um, HC, I'm gonna start with you. When and how were you introduced to Star Citizen? What year, if you remember, when you got in? I remember, I remember hearing about Star Citizen and Chris Roberts for the Kickstarter back in like I want to say late 2012, mm. and I was playing with a group of people uh, doing some some multiplayer games like Planetside Two and, and such as that, MechWarrior Online, Planetside Two, and I remember hearing about it. I was like, oh, cool, Chris Roberts is doing a Kickstarter and whatever. I really wasn't too interested when I first heard about it. And then, then uh, McRoy Online took a turn when they released from beta. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't like the way that game was going. And McRoy Online was free to play. But I really loved the idea of McRoy Online. And I was so mad at what they eventually did with the release version of McRoy Online. That's a whole story by itself. That instead of buying giving that company money i turned around and gave chris roberts the money i was going to give you bought the game out of, hate? out of out of pure spite spite oh you need help brother like, it's a healthy relationship a spite, forming there a spite play so i ended up giving chris roberts 275 bucks for a uh a mm. rear admiral package Ooh, okay thanks, thanks wow. for warrior you jumped thanks in giving us hc vertigo <laughs> chris like thank you wow you jumped in with both feet wow okay yeah. okay right. this was back when i was a mechanic so i had like i had a lot of i'm i'm a real stingy person mm. i'm i'm very well, stingy thrifty what do you want to call it okay um I don't really need much to live. Okay. Like me, I'm never, I'm not one of those people that drives fast cars or wears fancy watches or gold jewelry or anything like that. Okay. You heard that fast car? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> a Drake pilot. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Thanks. Uh, Nubifier, same question. When and how were you introduced to Star Citizen? Uh, you're going to hate me. Mm -hmm. uh, no BS. Uh, 2014, someone told me to buy an Aurora. Oh. That's it. That's the whole story. Really? Yeah. I got sucked in and bought chips and started researching and that was it okay like short okay simple simple okay gotcha tomato how about you to be honest i don't actually remember the first time getting it but i do remember when i or sorry the first time finding out about it i do mm -hmm. remember when i eventually decided to take the uh take the jump and it was right around so i had just finished mass effect in like 2012 mm -hmm. uh, mass effect 3 loved it killed it was absolutely a joy mm -hmm. i was looking for something else that would be good 
I was excited for two games, um, Star Wars 1313 and mm. Prey 2, both of which were kind of like sci-fi space-ish kind of themed games that I thought would be cool to sink my teeth into for a while, mm -hmm. both of which ended up getting either shelved or canceled. So I really didn't have anything too much to look forward to in terms of like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I found Star Citizen and I was like, hey, this seems pretty cool. I'll uh, like, what's the, what's the harm? 45 bucks. I'll jump in. Ended up being 70. I got a 325A, but uh, I was, you know, same idea. I didn't put too much into it. I was like, this is going to be cool. Mm -hmm. Where could it lead? Now it's my career, but <laughs> <laughs> years later, thousand dollars. <laughs> Where could it lead? That's yeah. It. Where could it lead? Yeah, really? Okay. Thanks. Toy. How about you? So I, I kind of got shafted on, on the launch here because I was out of town mm. when the Kickstarter started. I had a friend call me up and he's like, hey, you remember Chris Roberts? You remember Wing Commander? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's doing this Kickstarter for this game. And uh, do you want me to get you a package? And I'm like, heck yeah, because I didn't have my computer with me or a laptop or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay, well, when you get you know a chance, go set up an account. Mm -hmm. So when I, I ended up getting back home after, I think it was still during Kickstarter, I might have just ended or something like that. Mm -hmm. I set up my account and he gifted me the starter pack. It was just a starter pack. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it, it was like years before I like started to upgrade or buy other ships. So mm -hmm. I didn't get any of the Kickstarter bonuses. <laughs> oh, wow. But I've been around since day one, pretty okay. much. Okay. Wow. Toy, you and I talked about this earlier, Colossal. I think you might have missed it. But Toy referenced that before this, he was a big Star Wars Galaxies fan. Oh yeah, I completely missed it. Yeah, yeah, I was into that. I think I was in Eve before this. Galaxies had died. Well, it didn't die, but I left after that goofy reducing down to six people and everybody could be a Jedi stuff. Oh, and, yeah. and, and I was in Eve and a friend of mine who was in Eve told me that, hey, have you heard Chris Roberts is doing this game and blah, 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 blah. And it was right after the freaking Kickstarter ended for me. So I, I came in post Kickstarter. Go Mob, real quick. How about you? When and uh, how did you find out about it? I was probably around 2015. One of my coworkers was always already really deep into it. And he's mm -hmm. like, Hey dude, have you seen this? He sent me, I think it was the commercial for the, the Connie mm -hmm. and I was sold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That'll suck you in. Simple as that. Thousands yeah. of dollars later. <laughs> and, and funny enough, I don't own a Connie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, my first one was a Connie, and then it became a Carrick. Oh, yeah. When that first upgrade first came available, it, it made, it was perfect sense to upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Shame on you. It... Shame on you all giving up the Connie. <laughs> I did the same exact thing. <laughs> you know, what's sad is that Keela is, like, one of my most favorite ships in the game, and I don't own one anymore. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Colossal, how about yeah. you? How and when? around 2015 and then came back again around 2016 because i changed my account but yeah that's that's when okay. that happened okay all right fair enough all right all right listen we got 12 questions for these guys we're going to push through them these first couple ones should be pretty easy and pretty quick uh hc i'm coming back to you did you do any research about the project prior to backing and if so do, what do you remember looking at do you remember it was just the fact that it was chris roberts got a lot of people that's all they had to hear yeah, like a lot of it was Chris Roberts. I, you know, I watched. Of course, I watched the uh, the propaganda video that they put out mm -hmm. um, to to promote the game, and I was like, "Oh, Chris Roberts is back." And I kind of knew a little bit about Chris Roberts and his products before. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what he was doing after Wing Commander the movie. That was mm -hmm. the last I ever heard of him. Mm -hmm. um, I was vaguely aware of him, like in Hollywood and doing kind of producer stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, after Wing Commander the movie, he just fell off my radar for the longest of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, of course, after after I bought in in 2013, about 2014, 2015, and everything you could possibly want to know about Chris Roberts uh, came to came to the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. So by then, it was a little too late. But I was still giving him money, you yeah. know, buying extra ships for me because <laughs> that's just what everyone did, right? That's all his fans did. They just kept buying more ships. I, I have to appreciate HC. Most of us would said, you know, we saw the trailer. He said, I saw the propaganda. <laughs> Like, okay, it's like right off the bat. I love it. All right. He's like that indoctrination. Yeah, really. Began. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you still here if you're still naked? <laughs> he, he said it with a smile. He, he, said, he said it no, with I a know. smile. I know. I, know. I hang out on his stream all the time. He's getting inside my brain, too. <laughs> so, sat- satire and irony is kind of a lost art these days. Very yeah. true. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Nubafire, how about you? Any research prior to the project, or did you just jump in? So this is going to sound perverse, but I didn't do any research mm. because I played Strike Commander. Mm-hmm. I didn't even at the time know that Wing Commander was a thing. Oh. I know that sounds like weird. See, mm-hmm. I'm getting shaky heads. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but I liked, like, I really liked Strike Commander. I thought it was uh, awesome. I thought mm-hmm. the graphics at the time were mind blowing and everything. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll give this a try. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It's forty five bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I have, another... I still have my 45. original copy of Strike Commander. In my uh, oh really? My, my closet. Wow. I can pull up. I have the jewel case. What else is in the closet? <laughs> well, uh, I Anyways. probably have a copy of Diablo, um, Diablo no. Two, Deus Ex, Deus Ex. <laughs> oh my God! Infinity War. Yeah, he missed uh, the news. He missed it. Know, Final Fantasy VII had a PC release, the OG version from the PlayStation. They actually released. They actually ported it to the PC. And I have a copy of that. And I didn't it's need like to four know. Discs. <laughs> You didn't expect us to go. Also, I have Red Faction, that original Red Faction, Red Faction 2. He's got all this stuff in the closet. That was another game that rebranded as Red Faction. Space Tomato, did you do any research? Don't, don't, listen. All all I'm going to tell him is don't open that closet. That's what I'm going to tell him. All the stuff is going to fall out of the closet. All right, Tomato is on you. Did you do any research? Let me show them to you. Uh, I actually, believe it or not, I had no idea who Chris Roberts was. Mm. Uh, never heard of Wing Commander. Never heard of Freelancer. Mm. Didn't I? I had never heard of anything that had to do with Chris Roberts. That's how far out of this spectrum I came from. I was console gaming. Deus Ex is a game I totally can get behind. But I mean, we were talking before uh, Nubifire. We were talking about Battlefield. I was playing FPS games basically and mm. RPGs on console. So coming into this, this was the first time I had built a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the first time I had gotten into playing a game with mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I'd ever played any sort of game with flight sim mechanics of any sort. So wow. it was all completely, the only reason I got into it is because I wanted a space game. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I did no research besides just checking out which ships were cool and jumping in. Wow. Leave of faith. Okay. Cool. Toy, how about you? Um, so when I heard it was being built by Chris Roberts, I, I, I had already known him for years because mm-hmm. I literally built a custom PC specifically for Wing Commander 486. Mm. That was like a 3366. He had a little turbo button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Absolutely. So these whippersnappers yeah. like tomato and them, they won't know anything about that. But I remember, <laughs> I remember. Okay, 386, 286. I can go back with you, brother. All right, I got the, you. The, 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 you got the turbo button on the case. <laughs> oh, HC knows. knows what it did. HC knows. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm the whipper skipper here. Yeah, you're the you're the whippersnapper here. Okay. Um, okay, so let's go on to our next question for these folks. Toy, I'm gonna start out with you this time on this one. Um, from its earliest days of development of Squadron 42 and Star Citizen. 
they've been often treated with skepticism and sometimes even cynicism. In your opinion, why was this the response from gamers? And why is that response, why did that come from the gaming industry even? Not just gamers, but even the gaming industry kind of raised an eyebrow to this whole, you know, ambitious project. So, you know, uh, there was a lot of people excited about it, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day. The, the only cynicism I heard and skepticism was from, you know, basically, I think it was from the big gaming companies mm -hmm. because, you know, Chris Roberts had done something no one has ever done before and kickstarted a game with so much money that it was just insane at the time. Mm -hmm. No one even, you know, had ever done anything like that. If it wasn't done by a publisher, it just wasn't done. There was no indie games. There was no nothing back in that day. Mm. And he basically created a whole new way of making games yeah. that had never been done before yeah. without publishers. Let me, I'm going to open that question up to the other three if any of you guys have any thoughts on that because it's kind of just a thoughts question. If you don't have any thoughts on it, no big deal. Uh, mm -hmm. But if either of you got something on that, why do you think the response was the cynicism, the, you know, I mean, you would think that gamers, you know, gamers used to be the people who dreamed, right? We always wanted that next big thing. Why was there, maybe it was what Toy said, maybe it was this industry. Did you, was there some, I, I remember some gamers who were kind of, ah, it'll never happen. I do remember that. Oh. And words. Well, wait, let me, let, let me, get, let, let me just guess first. Okay. We'll get you guests after them. Go ahead. You guys. Get everybody else. I'm sorry. Well, uh, go. Well, I mean, people love to rage against things, right? And Star Citizen is a pretty easy target. Mm -hmm. It had ridiculous goals. It was going for a lot. It raised a lot of money really quickly. It made itself a pretty easy target, I'd say, for people who maybe had already been burned by Kickstarters. That mm -hmm. was a time when a lot of Kickstarters were failing. Mm -hmm. um, maybe by people who, you know, still had a bone to pick with Chris Roberts from the other stuff he might have done. I don't think that crowd is really all that large. Mm -hmm. But I do think that we've over time especially this last decade gotten really really used to having one reaction or another when we see something mm. you know a lot of people don't really go middle of the park that much anymore and i think yeah. that uh star citizen it was easy to get people either getting really positive or really negative mm. okay i i almost disagree with you there moderism does exist still it's just it doesn't get any clicks mm. Mm. either you really love something mm -hmm to the point of obsessive compulsive almost unhealthiness mm -hmm. or you really hate something to the other side of that also to obsessiveness but i think i think to go worse. to go even further on that i think it just doesn't get shared too yeah, yeah the mean, stuff in the middle you don't hear that you don't hear the middle get, yeah you're not mm -hmm. gonna get comments of people being like hey i'm whelmed by this this is okay mm -hmm. sure yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point the louder like was it the old squeaky wheel gets the grease right the folks in the middle there are people who do feel so middle about it but you don't hear from them that's a good point hc Superfire, anything you got on that? Or you want me to move on? No, no. So I did, I did take some notes, like I said. Mm -hmm. So as far as the cynicism and why maybe the community, not not our community, but mm -hmm. the community, like the gaming community, may see this. Uh, basically, I said the projection, the project itself presents itself as if it's a scam. It looks like a scam from the mm -hmm. outside until you do the research you're talking about. The store and the website are designed to look like a scam right and then the, your inability to just buy the ship that you want uh is a bit scammy and stuff like that so it i mean until you get into it and you see why everything is like that from the outside it most definitely doesn't uh it doesn't seem like a good investment if mm. that makes any sense and then of course once you get over that that uh hurdle of of joining and then you got to 
played a little bit and stuff like that. I think that's why stuff like uh, Free Fly, when they do work well, is a great thing because it's oh, yeah. basically yeah. no pressure, and mm -hmm. then you're hooked. You know, so I, I guess uh if we can go beyond this question into the current because this is based on the past mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right now i think it's even more pronounced than it was before because we're pushing 10 years mm -hmm. so all of the all of the things that people had reservations about prior are now compounded by the fact that you see i told you there's like 10 years we're waiting and they don't even have a star map mm -hmm. for example you know like as a joke or whatever mm -hmm. but um not to be not to be negative but uh, there is goodness in the in the game, or I wouldn't be here. But mm. there's definitely a psychological block mm. in the outside community. It's perceived poorly. Mm. I think that's a good point. Good point. Colossal, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say that I agree with the entire panel. But I was going to say that, um, you know, in, in the words of James T. Kirk, you know, one of our wonderful friends of Star Trek, <laughs> you know, in the, in the undiscovered country, um, he said people can be very frightened of change. Mm. And when you see, and I'm, I'm putting this in the bigger spectrum, when you see a pro, a game or a person as ambitious as Chris Roberts, like he puts out this whole entire, this whole entire game that nobody has done before, then you're going to see the type of things that you saw in the undiscovered country. People assassinating people, people killing people, people shooting people because they were afraid of change. And you saw that, and you saw that in this gaming industry. Heck, you saw Forbes put out a freaking blatantly crappy article about all this stuff. And Forbes, for God's sake, you know, intervening know. in this type of genre. Mm -hmm. So with that being the case, um, you know, you got, I, I mean, you got some heavy hitters that don't want other people to be a part of something new or may want to keep the monopoly for themselves. Mm -hmm. And when you have something as ambitious as this, you got some naysayers, you got some people who believe, mm -hmm. and you got some people who are trying to stop it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mob, you got anything? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, all great points by everybody, but I think it's just really simple. Um, people can't read. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or people don't they want to read, read, read a lot. Or, read or, or, or when they read, yeah. they read, they they read the words. We're going to try is as I promise you <laughs> that I will give it to you as soon as I like say like next week. I'm going to give it to you next week. Like not hey, we have a goal. We're going to work towards that goal. This is something we're doing something brand new, never done before. We have no idea what's around the corner. Let me, let me stop you on that. Is that you know, is that part so, of the problem though? Because HC referenced this earlier is part of the problem that there were people or tomato one of them said about people getting burned earlier with a lot of kickstarters was it the fact that those same terms were used you know groundbreaking never before blah 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 blah. you know what i mean and then that stuff never none of those games maybe they failed didn't come to fruition they came out terrible is that kind of why you know, maybe gamers feel a certain way when someone talks about a game being i mean groundbreaking that's a, you know we use those terms but how many groundbreaking games have come out over the last decade i mean groundbreaking we just got a raid from somebody. TV Liquid, thank TV you Liquid. so much. Thank you for the raid. For 106. Boy with the red hat. Thank you. 106 viewers, TV Liquid, thank you so much. And for the viewers from TV Liquid, thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you, we're talking about the critical role. Uh, what does it mean to critique and be a critic about Star Citizen and the Star Citizen community and CIG and Chris Roberts and all that good stuff? And we have a wonderful panel, as you guys can see, HC Vertigo. The Nubifiers, Space Tomato, and Toy Griffin are joining us tonight. Um, Welcome. Yeah, Toy, you're going to say something or are you just waving? No, I'm just waving. Just waving. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I mean, do you think that that could have been a factor, Go Mob? The fact that, you know, people, we use these terms so much that they have no value now or people are just skeptical of groundbreaking, sure, I mean, visionary. All right, so, yeah, yeah. So, to, to that end, if they have no value, then they should not be interpreted as 
concrete promises that end up being uh, turned into you lied to me. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the whole. That's what I keep hearing is oh CIG lied in order to I, scam us out I, of I take, money. I take exception to that statement. Extreme <laughs> exception. Can I, to that can I take this one? Squadron Forty Two uh, did have a release year, and that release yes. year came and went multiple it came times. Came weeks, went. not months. Well, you know what? Let's, let's I remember. You know, that. let's go. Let's, HC's mentioning something good, and I think we need to emphasize this because there are people who've come into the community much later that don't know some of these stories about the past. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I think is a huge issue is the distinction between Squadron 42 and Star Citizen. Yeah. I think that I think yep. that, that line is so blurred, and because Star Citizen is what we have in our hands, people associate the promises of Squadron 42 to Star Citizen. And, well, how could and, you and, not, though? Well, well true. How, yeah, how I could agree. you not? The same CEO, the same... The same I, the I agree. But it's, both products. But it goes, to, it goes all the way to the point of, like, when when a company makes a headline for squadron 42 they won't say squadron 42 they'll say star citizen creators don't release this game mm -hmm. and so it always gets associated that bad news with star citizen which is bad it's but star way. citizen again is something that is ongoing in development and we know is not going to be released anytime soon whereas squadron 42 is something we can hold we can hold the flame to their butt on squadron 42 mm -hmm. and star citizen yeah, is going to be so ambiguous because, because well, it'll release when it releases <laughs> i mean i would assume <laughs> so, <laughs> so is, i was just gonna go all the way back you said um you said that you know rtfm mm -hmm. i'm gonna yeah. counter that by saying how can i rtfm when you have the creator of the game standing on a stage in 2014 saying in 2016 answer the call it's coming out fuckers get ready <laughs> yeah okay yeah. that's 2016 that's not like a month or two that's right. yeah and yes i i i'm fully like vest uh, invested in the game and i understand like they changed it and they added planets and everything is codependent on whatever and to answer the other question that they're not the same game bullshit on that because we're probably waiting for star citizen sorry squadron 42 to release because of all the damage refactor and all of the components and all of the stuff that we need for the mmo version mm -hmm. they're trying to shoehorn that all into squadron 42 which is likely why answer the call 2016 isn't a thing and i, I do i want that yes i want squadron 42 to be an approximative like an, an approximation of what we're going to get in the pu because it represents the other game. So to say that they're not code codependent. No, I'm I'm not saying that. And and I maybe maybe I need clarity on this. This is what I'm no. saying. I'm saying that the promises that were stated from the Kickstarter even from 2012 were based around Squadron 42. But Star right. Citizen came later, and we were and and for those of us who've been around, you were around a long time. We always knew Star Citizen would be down the road. But what Squadron 42, I agree with you. 2014, I remember. 2015, I was there in LA. 2016, waiting, drooling for this thing, for us to see a freaking sl vertical slice. Vertical slice. Right? Yeah, and and I agree. Happen. And I agree. And I oh, think that, that's my point. I'm saying those things I, I, I don't have a problem with raising hell about. You know, and I agree with right. you 100% that they are intermingled, and that is the difficulty. But I think that because when I see a media article that comes up and says Star Citizen is delayed, as far as I'm concerned, Star Citizen has always been going to take forever. It's Squadron 42 right. that I never see the magazines talk about because they have yeah. blurred the line and everything for them is... And I get when you say it can't be helped because I agree I'm gonna, with you 100%. I'm going to do... Mm -hmm. and, and, and when I, hang on, hang on. Let the new go, and then I'll go to go about I'm I'm going to be very short and then I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> so the the what I was going to say is it doesn't matter what the media says. Mm -hmm. 
ever anymore <laughs> because of funding. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. anything. Nothing ever matters except funding. Mm -hmm. And you could say, well, it's damaging to have a bad whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, you say that. Everyone says that. But that's not what's happening. Right. That's why the funding past right? three years. And, and that's why the that's why the company has taken the a stance where it's ready when it's ready, which mm -hmm. makes sense because you see numbers and it's it's numbers. It's uh, we're not listening to you anymore because you're noisy. I know that's that sounds like I'm being like a, an asshole about it, but I'm <clears> not. <throat> it's that's what they said. It's mm -hmm. not what they meant, but it's what they said. Mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah. so nothing matters ever except the funding that's coming in. That's the only indicator that they're looking at. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is good, smooth sailing, carry on. So mm. yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, my, I agree. Now, I, what, I think, I, what I was referring to direct, specifically is what people are misreading were things that were on like the release view, right? Um, say when things were targeted for certain patches, well, hey, stuff happens in development and sometimes things get pushed or we get to a point where we say, ah, well, we can't really release that without this underlying technology being in place. So we got to push that to another patch, right? And so people were looking at things on a release view as promises when they weren't, they were. Yeah, that, but that was the problem. Like there's a difference between how CIG intended the release view to be used and how their customers were using it. Mm -hmm. And well, in my indeed. opinion, CIG did the right thing by pulling the, the two patches off the end of the release view that's mm -hmm. exactly what they needed to do yeah indeed the wording Agreed. Agreed. could have been more diplomatic when, right. they, when they explained the community yeah. Yeah. as newbifier brought up mm -hmm. but in my opinion those two those last two patches mm -hmm. for for their the last two quarter patches mm -hmm. were useless they were science fiction mm -hmm. as far as like, moving on to yeah. fantasy because none of that stuff ever made it when, it, when those patches started coming up, every they were completely different every time. Yeah, yeah they were making people bitter and resentful, and it just gave more ammunition to the people who wanted to conflate Star Citizen with Squadron Forty Two and just mm -hmm. get clickbaits on articles. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was just kind of yeah. pointless. You get now you got the progress tracker. You can look at that, make you know Nubifire board gamer. All those YouTubers can make all sorts <laughs> of speculative content. That's great content to make. You right. know, hey, look, this is finished. Do you think a little bit of what patch you think this will let up in? Mm -hmm. You know, we could talk about a podcast and whatnot. Yeah. So like, CIG kept putting their foot in their own mouth too. I mean, yes. Xylo came out publicly in 2016 saying that he had played through yeah, all, all the, the chapters, the levels, yeah, 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 chapters yeah. of Squadron yeah. 42. I thought he did. I, I like, think back I, at the beginning when, when Chris Roberts initially thought about kickstarting, you know, he set a goal that he was hoping that he would achieve, but he ended up getting like just a crazy more. amount of money. Yeah. So I, I, I really believe that initially Chris Roberts was just going to take CryEngine and give us a Wing Commander reboot mm -hmm. in CryEngine. Mm -hmm. And that was what Squadron 42 was going to be. Right. But then he was like, I got so much money, I I'm going to go balls to the walls here mm -hmm. and create something like you've never seen. And then, you know, I'm sure he worked really, really hard and got up to 2016. And then, you know, Chris Roberts and that feature creep, you know how he is, saw that new planet tech. And then the ideas just started blowing off in, in his head and it just... <laughs> has been going ever since <laughs> 10 years all right i i think I the like. the one thing that really sells at home that they kind of bit off more than they can chew especially around that point was just how many different times we saw salvage on the roadmap like you could <laughs> yes. say that there were reasons that they ended up discovering that caused salvage to be pushed back but the amount of times it was delayed it's like there's no way there's no way it was going to be ready back then without mm -hmm. the scope increasing can a lot I, I want to interject something here. I want to go back to the original question um, of 
earliest days of development Squadron 42 treated with skepticism. I think Star Citizen Squadron 42 was received rather well early on, back in before 2014. Mm -hmm. And then around 2014, 2015, when things got a little bit more bitter, mm -hmm. and then stuff has just kind of been going, kind of kind of goes up and down kind of with the, the cycles and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel like there's more bitter, salty vets mm. in the community these oh, yeah, days. Definitely. More, and we still see an influx of new people who are discovering Star Citizen for the first time. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. I never heard of Star Citizen before. I get it every so, every so often, every time there's a free fly on my channel, on my mm -hmm. Twitch, Twitch channel. Um, <laughs> but I feel like the bitterness really peaked around 2016, 2015, when, you know, that debacle with Squadron 42 getting pushed back and mm -hmm. the, ex the the feature creep, the expanding of the scope of, of Star Citizen. Um, that's where I kind of feel like everything kind of peaked mm -hmm. with a certain individual independent game developer who i will not name because that man does not need any more any more publicity <laughs> like absolutely no one good. needs to talk about him because he's never done anything worth talking <laughs> about ever in his entire life he's actually think he's he's the next section <laughs> yes actually he is let's let's we might as well bring him up you spoke him up okay well why don't we talk about that um as most of you know let me jump to the question here so everybody can read it uh, as most of you know, uh, critics like Derek Smart, uh, who's a well-known critic at the time of Star Citizen, especially in that mid-period that HC was just talking about. His history in game development goes back to the 1980s, just like Chris Roberts. He was the go-to guy for many industry magazines and content creators who didn't understand the project. Though we haven't heard much from him recently, do you feel his opinions about the development of, of Star Citizen and Squadron 42 had or still does have impact. No. <laughs> tell us what you really think. On the community. Absolutely not. Okay, this guy go ahead, comes AC. out and tells us how the company's going to oh, fail no. within 90 days, five years ago. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, his, nothing like, this man has he, ever said is any weights. He said that this game could not be made with less than $300 million. And he was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. Oh, That's man. the only thing he was right about. That. <laughs> okay, so he's right about that. That one thing, that one thing, right? Nuba Fire, what about you? you any thoughts about, uh, did he, was his voice got, strong enough to have impact or was it just, you just out in the wind? I've got notes. Okay. Let's Ooh, hear oh, it. boy. Let's hear so, it. Prepare it. Well, uh, Derek's, Derek Smart can go suck a gentleman's sausage <laughs> in the back alley of the choosing of his choosing. Ooh, his spicy notes. Wow. His perceived relevance is only magnified by the drama that he created. Mm. So he's only something because he was perceived as something. Mm. His game failed. Mm. He was butt hurt. And he doesn't deserve to be discussed or heard. Mm. Next question. Okay. <laughs> wow. Fair enough. <laughs> Take it from somebody who was there. Tomato. Anything? I'd like to give my minutes to, to Noob. <laughs> so you can keep going. <laughs> oh, my well, God. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. And I'm speaking from someone who was, you know, where some, everybody here was around during this time period. And this, there was a huge, uh, a lot, many people don't know this, but there was a huge thing that came up in relation to this person where it got very personal, at a very personal level. And some really bad things happened. Was that like maybe 2015 through 2017, maybe something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we, we call, we often will say the name, the person whose name we will not speak anymore. Cause as was mentioned earlier, <laughs> we try not to give too much information, but I do want to ask this question from a serious point of view, because I, I do remember that, that there were a lot of people who used to bring this voice onto their shows or write articles and they'd be quoting him. Mm -hmm. He was all over Reddit. He was on, he had a blog and people were really tuning in 
uh, to the fuel that he was throwing in there. Toy, let me ask you, any thoughts you have before we move on to that, the next question on relation to that? Well, I mean, from what I understand, he's got a history, a personal history with Chris Roberts. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're both creating back in the day space games. Right. So they're direct competitors for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time, and, and I'm sure he still does, uh, he had a, a pretty big following. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of, you know, clatter with with everything he said because he you know had that online mob mm. to back him up mm. so and that's why people yeah. listened i think yeah he had a different type of have... space game space genre game and there were people i know people to this day that still talk about battle whatever it was 3000 but that there there were people that were into that game weirdly enough and they and he I mean, did I have an audience playing the demo I remember the demo for Battlecruiser uh, 3000 AD mm. when it came on a PC Gamer Meg. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool, but it was like beyond me at the time. I was too young to oh, really dude. care about Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was a 100 page book for that sucker. It was a, it was a monster. Yeah. Colossal, I you looked at it. No, and... I, don't, I don't remember playing any of it. He's just a video game's equivalent to Rudolph Giuliani to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh. oh, boy. Toy, Toy, were you saying something? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I, I went and looked at it, and, you know, if he would have had 10 extra years to work on it, maybe. It'd have been really good game. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. I agree with the HC. All right, we're gonna move past that one then. Let's get into the next one. Um, okay, <laughs> how have you become? <laughs> how have you kept from becoming salty? Now let me, let me. I looked up the definition of salty in cyberdefinitions.com because everybody oh, has on. their own definition. Okay, look, let's, let's find out the his out. <laughs> Okay. Version so, of salty. salty means to be upset or bitter in an online gaming context. If someone dies a lot, is disrespected by other players, or has some other reason, usually a small reason, to feel aggrieved, they often describe it as being a salty. Uh, it is probably that salty derives from the act of crying salty tears. However, <clears throat> it has long been a term used by members of the Navy uh, to mean someone who's jaded or bitter which is a fairly good fit for how the word is used in gaming. In maritime context, the term derives from someone who has been at sea for a long period of time, such as a salty sea dog, and there's a connotation that the person has been passed over for promotion, giving rise to the idea of being jaded or bitter. Players who are salty can quickly become toxic they can de or yes. develop a bad attitude. So those pH levels. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and, and, and I mean, I, you know, we joke around about saltiness and stuff. And as I mentioned earlier, everybody on this panel has been known uh, for having their critique of star citizen, but they're also supporters of star citizen. I have not seen them have a quote unquote bad attitude. I've seen them be upset. I've seen them frustrated. My question is for you guys, because you're still here after all this time, what's kept you from becoming from that salt to toxic level. And I'll go to, Tomato this time. You're the new guy on the block. I'll go to you first. Sure. Um, to be honest, like you said, we've all been salty. Mm -hmm. I think the main thing is just to remember that you can be, you know, more than one dimension. I mean, anybody who's defining their entire sort of view of something or all of the content they put out about something as being one one way, it's not really going to be that interesting for that long. You know, we got to have more than one dimension. You got to have more than one opinion. So I think most of the time, it seems like there's a lot of chances when people have to not be salty mm -hmm. or even to not be all in, you know, 100% excited. But 
it's just like that problem I was talking about earlier. It's all one way or the other. And a lot of times people just choose mm. to let one feeling dominate them. Mm. Okay. Noobifier. Whoops. <laughs> you, you, didn't even, you, didn't, you didn't even let the, you didn't even get the word out. You didn't even let them get the word out. So we treat our guests here, anyways. So uh, I think it's 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 human to question. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest thing to say, you know. If uh, and it's also uh, as a content creator, I get nothing out of flaming the company all the time. Like that's mm. not what people want to hear. But there's a certain level of objectivity that you can bring to a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I try very hard to not uh, necessarily inject my own opinion all the time in content. I try to research, show, and let the community decide, let the viewer decide. And it's it's perfectly fine. Everyone's entitled to their own uh, object, uh, their own opinion of the game. Uh, because we all have the same amount invested in it. We all want the same thing, which is kind of funny. Mm. Whether or not we all expect the same thing out of the thing we want is another, mm. like that's PVP sliders and all the other stuff. But um, <clears throat> no, it's for me, it doesn't make any sense for me to, I'll give you an analogy and then I'll be quiet. I was at work, a guy came to work every day and he said, I hate my wife. She's this, she's this, she's this and blah, 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 blah. And after a week, he asked me what my opinion was. I said, divorce her. Right? Why are you still here? If you hate that that much, why are you still here? You obviously love that, or you would shut up and just divorce it. Mm. So, Chris Roberts's game, we all love it secretly. <laughs> Point well made, Toy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I say that about somebody that we we don't talk about much. I mean, why are you wasting all your time hating on something when you can go out and do something else that you enjoy? Mm. Um. I I call BS when I see BS, mm -hmm. but overall, what I look at this project is, is, is if they make progress every single year, I'm still 100% behind it. I understand game de development is hard. This game is going to be nothing, and it is right now, mm -hmm. nothing like anything we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, no, we have a, like a no man's sky that has a, a universe, but it's based off a mathematical equation. You go to one planet, you've seen all of them. Mm. You know, and it's not anywhere near the scale and scope of Star Citizen is, and it just blows me away every time I get in and play it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's bugs that, that bother me and stuff, but you know, I, I know they're going to get to them sometime. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. HC? Um, I just remember that scene from uh, Avengers where they're asking the Hulk, how do you how do you prevent yourself from becoming the Hulk? And he tell he turns around and tells him, "There is no secret. That is my secret." Sometimes you just have to embrace it. If you're if you're mm. frustrated, you just you try to express your frustration mm. in an extremely appropriate. You try to find what has made you frustrated. You try to rationalize that. This is this is why I'm angry. This is exactly what I'm angry at, and this is the situation that it, this 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 thing has brought me into. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm not angry at at certain individuals. I'm angry at certain situations. I'm angry at the speed of development, Thanks the state the of development. Mm. You know, ten years, three hundred some odd million dollars, and you know, we still can't get the elevators to work in Grim Hex properly. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, but I've tried to explain this a, a bunch of times. It's they're not creating. So they have to start with an engine because that's what Chris Roberts promised, mm -hmm. but. You know, so they have to maintain that engine, which really isn't made for what they're doing, you know, this big, huge MMO. 
also redesigned the Slumberyard. They, well, they, they've, they've had 10 years to make it what they want it to be. They did, but they're still... It's, still, I mean, it's probably even no longer not in anymore. Oh, no. It's well, yeah, not. sure. No, it, it's definitely not. But, yeah. I mean, it's they're not done with it. This isn't... Remember, they have 10 network guys. You know, they might have a you know 800-man crew or whatever they're up to now, but they got 10 network guys. So, you know, all the, the, the really, really hard tasks, they only have, you know, a handful of people for, mm. you know, they got a billion artists and that's great mm. because we need lots of pretty art, but you know, the coding is, is where all the meat and potatoes is. I just heard recently, someone was doing an article talking about hiring in the gaming industry. And they said that right now, trying to get good people hired is miserable that they're all someplace already. They're not sitting around waiting to get, you know, these calls to come work. And I'm curious, I know CIG has had over a hundred positions open for quite some time. And people I've heard have, rumors about that too, that CIG has been having troubles getting positions filled. A, a lot of I people. I mean, COVID, mm -hmm. COVID mostly takes the responsibility for this. Not only do you have the death toll from COVID, but you also have people getting injured mm -hmm. from COVID and mm -hmm. then having to either retire or change careers. Mm -hmm. uh, gaming in general, has never been a very well-paying field mm -hmm. uh, to begin with. There's, if uh, I have a, a viewer that stops my channel every so often, he's working in AI. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, uh, he he builds, he helps build AI design to teach people how to do stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And he's, we, we've talked about his pay pay scale privately. I, I'm not too sure if I want to talk about right. it publicly, but he 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 makes very well for himself. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've 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 joked with him like, why don't you? Hey, hey CIG has like um an AI position open, would you like to go work for CIG as like their lead AI guy? And he's mm -hmm. like, I don't want to take a 50% pay cut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. even the network guys, uh, you could make far more money uh, working for Cisco, IBM, oh, yeah, corporate. Yeah, working absolutely. for Wells Fargo, working, you know, network security for them. You could make six figures easily, if not mm -hmm. higher, mm -hmm. going to work for some big company, big firm working in their IT department, Boeing, mm -hmm. I don't know if McDonald's, Douglas or Airbus is around. Hell, they'll have like IT departments. You could probably go work for them pretty comfortable Better. compared to like video games. Oh yeah, absolutely. So okay. the, a lot of a lot, COVID has, has changed the landscape a lot for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, people have retired, people uh, obviously, uh, at least in America, uh, birth rates are down. People are not having children as much. Uh, immigration, thanks to 2016, has kind of tapered off a little bit. So we don't have a lot of people immigrating to America. Mm -hmm. uh, COVID has also kind of clamped down on immigration a little bit. People are staying, you know, people aren't transitioning between uh, countries as much. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so the labor force has kind of stagnated, if not declined a little bit. Not, people aren't entering the workforce at the rate they used to be used to. <laughs> but CIG has also had an outstanding, you had to come into the office thing until COVID hit, that is, mm -hmm. you know, and where their offices are located aren't really like LA. I mean, if you were in Silicon Valley, maybe you can find a lot more programmers, but mm -hmm. downtown LA, right. eh, yeah. you know, Austin, Texas, the only reason they have the office, office down there is Tony Zervik works from there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. I mean, so, even with work from home, they're still having trouble finding people. Yeah. Everybody oh, is, sure. like I said, that's what yeah, I said, the industry actually, yeah. is just really tough, yeah. Okay, let's go on to the next one here. Go back, uh, plus I'm gonna get you guys next because I'm watching our time here and I want these guys to be able to talk about these next couple questions. Um, criticize or critique, are they equal and which has done more? I'm gonna give the audience the definitions that I drug up for these two words. Uh -huh. To criticize is to indicate the faults of someone or something in a disapproving way as to critiquing is a detailed analysis and assessment of something. 
I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. I'm just asking, you know, are they equal? Which one do, as you, as panelists do more, do you think people do more in the community? Uh, let's start out with Toy on this one. Uh, well, they're definitely not equal. Mm -hmm. And I, I see the community do a lot more criticizing than they do cr critiquing, that, mm -hmm. that's for sure. Um, of course, critiquing is also can be interpreted as criticizing. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you know, when CIG sees some of these, you know, these things we, we try and point out that are, you know, meaningful to us, that they don't take it the wrong way. Mm. Okay. So HC? Uh, I think critiquing is generally comes from a more positive, positive place where you're trying to, uh, your tone or your intention may be a little bit better. You're trying not to, you know, you're trying to be more respectful to the person. Criticizing can sometimes be more, you're trying to get your point across, but you're a little bit more crass about it and you don't really consider the people you're talking about as much. Mm. Mm. Um, I see a lot of criticizing in, in general, just in the gaming sphere. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, civility is something I, f I feel like that's kind of dying off when it comes to the internet. You know, mm -hmm. people don't really consider that there's another person behind the camera. And so I catch myself with that sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, I used to be a troll in my younger days a little bit, but these days, you know, you have to realize that, Hey, there's another person behind the screen. You're getting that gray you in your beard, just... dude. You start getting older, yeah. you know, that's what happens. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nubifier. So one is noise. Mm. The company's already said it. So they both have merit depending on the intended aim or the gravity of the situation. It's a video game. Nothing is very important. It's a video game. It's not like, you know, on a scalar of needs. It's kind of mm. low. Uh, but generally remaining objective results in a better reception of the idea that you're trying to pro project. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I paid $45 for my package. What are you yep. talking about? Nothing's important on the scale. Is, <laughs> the entitlement is there. It's, 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 a piece of, it's a piece of entertainment. I get it, right? right? Compared but to some of the other things. entitled to a good experience, right? Consider if I paid 45 bucks, I, I like, at least expect some stuff to work. Sure. <laughs> or I expect my money back, you know? Maybe I'll check back in a couple of years, Chris Roberts. See, that, that's what I, that's why I like the free flies, right? You could you could try it out, see if you like Star Citizen, so and if it's broken. just too much uh, for you, you can <laughs> just like yeah, is you just destroyed by this game. <laughs> so what else were you going to say, Nubifier? I was just going to say that there's the difference between like, what it was like, critiquing and being criticizing is like a a thing that we do in the military. You can say something is fucked or it's broken, but you have mm. to say how to fix it. Mm. Right, that's professional, and that's the difference between critique and criticize. It, let me ask you this then, uh, based on what you said. <clears throat> I know that a lot of us try to be backseat developers, right? And and mm -hmm. is there some frustration in the fact that because we we th I don't want to say we think we know how to fix it, yeah, or if it's just because of the fact we don't know how to fix it, it that we obvious. it comes off right. Is that the part of the problem too that there's frustration because? You know, even though we've talked about this transparency and everything else, even if we saw everything, many of us wouldn't know what the real fix is. Is that part of why we're frustrated too? So uh, I'd love to, I'd love to talk about the, a small section of this that'll answer that whole question. Okay. And it's even just just last Christmas, it is uh, a being out of touch with the community mm -hmm. and things that people had in that company should have ought to have known how they would be received. Mm. It is like they're not playing their own game, mm -hmm. but it's not it's not that. It's like they can't place our place themselves in our position mm -hmm. and role play. Mm 
right? And if you had, this is going to sound super negative because there are real professionals in that company, but mm -hmm. I'm going to take just the marketing and the marketing is obviously doing a great job because there are billions of dollars of money flowing around. So mm -hmm. here I am, like my, my, my conversations are relevant. Mm -hmm. But what I was going to say is an actual trained person who's designed who went to university to learn about social media and interaction and all this other stuff, they would know that releasing a bicycle handle on the sixth mm, day. Mm, 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 yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. It, uh, sorry, that's a really narrow yeah. uh, thing that I'm trying to make, but it's more generalized. And you can go back every single citizen con. There was something that was tone deaf, tone deaf, tone deaf. So 20, 20 bucks citizen con for 20 bucks. You want right? to watch citizen con? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to open up this gigantic. But we got uh, you. The easiest thing I would like to say is how easy would it be? And I'm not saying that it has to be board gamer, mm -hmm. but he's already on NDA. It could be you tomato it could be anyone. It doesn't matter. They should have a litmus test. Yeah. They should say in one week, we're going to, we're thinking about doing this. What do you think? And again, I don't want them to call me because I don't want to be responsible for it. So I'm a real hypocrite here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah. I don't want to be in charge be, of the boss. Let me, let me say something you just said to that because a little while ago I said this to some people and they kind of flipped out when I said it. And I, I was just trying to use this as a way of reference. I was, I said, I wish CIG had some type of focus group that they could run stuff past that's real. Mm -hmm. and, and let me direct this to you, Tomato, they based on it. what both Nubifier and HC have said. Is they this an it. issue? <laughs> is this an issue because, you know, one of the things that people get scared of when a company starts, right, is that it starts mm -hmm. out small and friendly and warm. Remember how great we used to feel about the ATVs and RTVs and we were all oh, yeah. family and we we're still in the garage, right? But then as you start to become corporate, there's this feeling of detachment that eventually the company no longer hears. They become deaf, and there's that that relationship that people felt that was there before. Do you think that that is critical? The CIG, in other words, I'm saying the CIG needs to make a proactive, not assumptions, but proactive, like Nubifier said, and say we still got to reach out to people that we know have a passion and heart. Just like you would do a screening for a movie, right? You're going to put a movie out, uh -huh. you screen it out for people test and get group. their feedback, right? A test group. Is that something that CI needs to do that, you know, because, and by the way, Nubifier, it wasn't the handle of the bike. It was on that last picture it on the last day so. that the we didn't handle. get the bike. The, the, the handle was a nice <laughs> precursor. It was, it was. Fun fact. But we're supposed to get actually, a bike, not a JPEG. We're you supposed can to get actually a bike. melt... You can actually yeah. melt that picture of yes. the entire bike for zero dollars. <laughs> if you never want to see it again, you can't. The, you can't melt the handle. Yeah, you can't delete the you handle. Can't delete the handle. Oh my god! There you go. Nuba, okay, so tomato. What do you think? Is that is the point? Nubafire saying that being disconnected <laughs> is that part of this thing we're criticizing yeah. and thinking? Yeah, I think that's huge, and I think that goes both ways. You know, part part of it is also that. Well, like you guys were getting towards, we don't know exactly what needs to be done to fix certain things. So like, it's really hard. It's super hard to look at something in the game and be like, but why isn't this done? This should be done. And then you sit back, put yourself in their, in their situation and say, well, there's all this that could be going wrong. I just wish I got to know, you know, mm -hmm. like I wish I got to know why the 890 jump mission improvements were on the progress tracker for being completed in their scheduled work last october but we don't know anything about it mm. you know because something may have happened but we don't know mm. i think that's the communicative problem that they have mm -hmm. and i think that leads to a lot of the criticism that they get because a lot of people will come in and be like yo this inventory sucks why don't you just make double click to equip why doesn't this work mm. blah, 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 blah. and you know usually they have a decent 
answer for it, but it never gets out. It never gets it's to noise us. noise because yeah. the money keeps coming in. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Go, go Mob, any thoughts on that about the criticism critique? Uh, yeah. Uh, to Space Tomatoes point, I agree, right? I think, you know, when you take a step back, there's usually a good reason, right? I just assume there's a good reason. Um, and, and it would be nice to to for them to get on to an ISC or a, some something like a, a Reddit post or a Twitter a tweet and to kind of say, hey guys, this is what's going on. Um, but if they did that for everything that we thought we wanted to know, they'd never have a chance to actually work on the game, right? So why? Um, I mean, Disco's only job is to make the videos. I mean, it's not like we're pulling developers away. I mean, this is what our subscriber dollars are for. So, no. and they're making well, millions actually, of dollars in just subscriber dollars. Yeah, actually, and he's telling us about stuff that's coming and sprint reports, yeah. and, 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 and he does a good job, I believe, on on videos. on doing that stuff. And 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 that, I believe they do touch on you know the the bigger things that bubble up a lot of the times. And yeah, they they step on their tongues a lot you know when they're trying to communicate they definitely need somebody uh in there that's like hey guys what are you thinking here like that was stupid you shouldn't you shouldn't release that that, that ain't, <laughs> that's not gonna that's not gonna fly well with humans with the audience um, yeah <laughs> so um but yeah but at the same time you know i find myself being like you know I, every time i get my 600 i i'm like who the hell designed these MFDs where it's two of the same thing in here? Like mm -hmm. what incompetent jerk? Wait, hold on. Some, no, somebody, nobody did this on purpose. It was probably programmatically done and just was looked over and it's not been a priority because there's going to be a rework. Okay. Let me step back from that and, and, and not get upset. Right. Uh, I think, you know, there's, there's people that criticize because that's their brand and there's people that critique because they just liked having the conversation. Like, like, we said before it's it's healthy to critique something you care about especially when the when the when the company is listening because then they can get feedback from us when you just criticize and you don't take anything else in consideration it's just noise and a waste of everybody's time yeah colossal i'm gonna throw a different question to you that's a spin off this and it has to do with the way the community responds to things um with criticism and critique and i know it's difficult when we look at things like spectrum reddit um a lot of times we see more people raising the issue, but I'm going to go back to what I asked Nubifier a little bit earlier. Is there frustration because we know how to raise the issue, but we honestly don't know what to say to fix it? Is that why there's more criticizing than critiquing? Because we can't, we don't know how to give an analysis to say, here's how to fix this or how to make it better. All we can just complain about, I'm going to say complain. The only thing we do is raise the issue of what's wrong. And that's it? Or is it because we don't understand development? Like GoMob said, maybe this is gonna be fixed. If we start fixing it now, we gotta do a bunch of, the code is bad. We gotta do a whole bunch of other stuff. That's why we can't do it now. We're gonna do it all eight months from now. Is, is Do we need to hear that update that Tomato said of saying, because GoMob said if they respond to everything, they'll be dominating a lot of time. But when there's something that the, when the, that the, that the uh, community is looking for and it doesn't happen, does CIG owe us something and say, not only is it not happening, but here's why. Some of you guys remember a few, they were doing this newsletter at one point where they would say, this is what we did. This is what we got wrong. And this is how we want to fix it. They did it in an e-letter form, but I wish they had did that in verbally saying, this is why salvage didn't come out last time. Or even a burn down. Like the burn down yes, was a great, the burn down. A great series. Yes. 10 for the chair. Great series. <laughs> yes. And even though the, devs, 
great series. Mm -hmm. And I'm not Jared. I'm not going to say, oh, he should just do this because mm -hmm. he obviously has uh, his own uh, priorities and triage and all kinds of other stuff. So mm -hmm. who am I to say, go grab some developers and shake them for information, right? <laughs> but uh, 10 for, not, sorry, calling all devs. Mm -hmm. He said that it took a lot of time to put together and I can appreciate that it takes time to get people together. Mm -hmm. But Damn it, was that ever informational? Mm -hmm. That was, to me, more useful than Inside Star Citizen is. But you know there are people in Nova Fire who don't like those shows. They're boring. They're, they're looking, I'm just telling don't, you, there they're, are people who I'm say it was kidding. boring. <laughs> I, I, but you know what I'm saying? There are people who say all that yeah. stuff is boring. I, they want to see the features. They want to see what's coming next, right? I, I, Citizen Con. I, I saw the, I thought the exact same thing about, um, like the, uh, what was it? Hitch uh, not the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The, uh, <laughs> Lord's Maker's Guide. Maker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I hardly ever watch those. Mm -hmm. I thought those yeah, were boring. It's it, it, different fans like different things. Right. Paul likes them for sure. You definitely. Oh, yeah, Paul loved them. I just get away now. That's yeah, great. Yeah, Colossal, what were you going to say? I'm going to give Colossal in and then we're going to go in with the All next right. question. What were you going to say? In my experience, usually the people that do critique um, usually come in the first time. And mm -hmm. after the first time, when things uh, don't happen the way they've critiqued, then they become criticizers. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times, the, the critiquers are usually the quiet ones, usually. Mm -hmm. They're usually the ones that handle things behind the scenes. They're usually ones that try to go ahead and address things the right way. Mm -hmm. But but often what I also see is that those people, I don't, they feel like they're ignored. Mm. So they become criticizers. Mm. So that's usually what I see. You know, they usually critique first before they criticize. Mm. Okay. And there are some people who, who, there are people who feel that CIG is not listening. There right. are, there are a lot of people who say that, but I know when we've met. Well, maybe C CIG is listening, but they, they just haven't had a, they haven't had the means to, to solve it. Mm. What were you going to say, Nuba Fire? I was just going to say that in many ways, I think they shouldn't. Mm. There's and a lot of people who say that, yeah, because they think that question, throws it off responding to eight, the community. What, whatever is coming up on question eight, okay. we're going to address that one then okay. because it's pretty deep well, into we know one. We know they're listening because they nerfed the ION because folks are crying. Or we know they're not listening because they haven't put VTOL on the freelancers yet. <laughs> Don't, start on that. Be... Don't start on that. Don't start on that. They have to be really, really, really careful mm -hmm. with how much they listen because yeah. that is exactly what killed Star Wars Galaxy. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's as much right. as I love information, if I was the company, mm -hmm. roles reversed, I would shut Close down. Close it down. There you go. I would not <laughs> listen to anything because the money keeps coming in and that's your indicator. When the money stops coming that's in, when you know. that's mm -hmm. when things are bad because you said it. Spectrum and Reddit, mm -hmm. that's 0.1% of the community mm -hmm. and they're super yep. pissed off all the time. Mm -hmm. So you can go in there and your head would explode. You'd think <laughs> that the world's coming apart, but then the ship money keeps coming in. Right. It doesn't make any it sense. sense. So either Spectrum is fucked mm -hmm. and everything is fine, mm -hmm. right? That's that's what that says. Mm -hmm. So you shouldn't listen to Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that leads to the inevitable question of does that mean they should just continue with the development since it's going so well? Mm -hmm. Sounds great. That's I mean, that's I mean, another I mean, podcast, right? I've asked yeah. that question to Griff. You know, I sat there and said, I, you know, I was relieved mm -hmm. that they changed and, and changed the whole thing about the um uh, the roadmap and things like that. I bet you they are stress free from that because yeah. ever since they've changed all that, you don't hear all these people running around and talking about read, read, sure promises, don't. read. You don't hear that anymore. It's quiet. And for me, you know, I've, I said a long time ago, even on this show, 
the less they dish out, the better. Because mm-hmm. every time you dish out more stuff, you got all these people keep changing things. They keep wanting this and wanting that and wanting this. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not be told. I would just just have the expectation of what are they going to do instead of being told what's what could happen. Yeah, because Eric, it just leads to a whole bunch of problems. Go ahead, thousand percent, mm-hmm. thousand percent with what you said. Tell me what's coming, not what you want to do. Tell yeah, me what right. you're going yeah, to do. What's committed, mm-hmm. and that's and that's a surefire way uh, of of neutralizing everything. Trust me, I love the roadmap. It was a great source of information, and it was content and all that other stuff. But I never ever did a things that I'm excited. Four. Mm. I agree. <laughs> those, those ones there, the things that I'm excited for, uh, like uh, 317's coming out, the five the five things I love, uh-huh. it was always a recipe for a shitstorm because you'd make the video, this is based on what we know now, even though we don't know anything because it's a roadmap, and then it would get stripped and everyone would be pissed off, and then there's the why I'm pissed off about 317. Like, it's uh-huh. two videos every patch. Mm-hmm. Hey, there you I go. Just, Never bothered. So I like, I hate it, but I like it. I Let me say, I hate it, but I appreciate why. Yeah. Is yeah. the best way of saying it. Okay. All righty. Sounds like, like a lot of, a lot of my feelings for business decisions I see made. <laughs> God, this sucks, but I get you. No, no, good stuff. All right, let's just jump into this next one then. Uh, I'm going to start off with HC on this one. What part of the development about Squadron 42 are you critical about? And then what part of the development of Star Citizen are you critical about? If you had to pick one oh, thing man. from each. One thing from each. <laughs> I mean, just just the lack of any sort of shows. I mean, they have, a, they have an email update they put out mm-hmm. every month for Squadron 42. And it's just this list of stuff we got done. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of the briefing room. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it didn't yes. need to be an hour long mm-hmm. on one comma ray mm-hmm. and i look at I, I saw the briefing room episode they they, they took that acetyl comma ray apart mm-hmm. millimeter by millimeter millimeter <laughs> for like in 45 minutes and that should have been like a fly through for like 15 minutes mm-hmm. yeah. and i can't help but believe that's that, that kind of d- demonstrated to me that the reason why squadron 42 is so late is because they're putting that level of detail into everything in the game mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why would you do that? Like, mm-hmm. why not just have a couple set pieces that your character goes into instead of having everything that detailed? But mm-hmm. so I would love to see more YouTube videos on what exactly Squadron 42 is. You know, set pieces mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to go into a factory or something. Like, okay. here's this cool factory design for one of our levels. Wink. Mm-hmm. Um, or here's like the first level we got. Mm-hmm. The very first. Here's here's a tutorial level we're working on. Okay. Okay. You know. What about Star Citizen? For Squad Freak 2. Uh, Star Citizen is, um, I, I almost have to go back to Nubifier. Like, it's just some of the stuff they put out with the marketing just is so tone deaf. Mm-hmm. They need to run it by an actual human being mm. <laughs> before they put it on the website sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to, to sanity check it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, some of you guys just saw recently that, that they put the comment out. Remember the trailer that came out for Star Wars Eclipse back in December? <laughs> yeah, did you guys, did you guys see what happened a couple weeks ago? Yeah, they announced they, they announced that it'll be out in 2027. People went <laughs> people went crazy. They're like, "What do you put a trailer out for?" So uh, yeah, if you put out stuff too early, people do freak out. That's my point. Yeah, uh, over here, like yeah, first time, right? Toy, let me go. To, <laughs> Toy, let me go to you for Squadron 42. What's this? What's one point you're kind of critical about? And then same thing for Star Citizen. So I, I hate that every couple of years they just keep coming out with trailers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind the the update that they had planned, 
But then, of course, Chris Roberts got a hold of it, and it turned into this hour-long show <laughs> and stuff that we don't need. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, at the most, I would like to see is maybe it doesn't even have to be like the full vertical slice, but just the progress they've made since the the Morrow tour or vertical slice. I don't want to see new stuff. I don't want spoilers, but I just like to see where these past, you know, since 2016 or it wasn't 2016, 2017, when we got the vertical slice, just what improvements they made from there. I mean, I have what I think is the big holdup with all this development with it, but that's, mm. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, and as far as Star Citizen, um, I, I mean, I know these guys are, are working hard on this engine, and this engine is taking a long time. And I, I've looked up other games that have had longer development times than Star Citizen, believe it or not, mm -hmm. and, and aren't even MMOs, some of them. And so I'm not really critical too much about it. Okay. I mean, it, really, my only critical question is, is, it seems like after every single patch, the same bugs get reintroduced. Mm. And I, I saw that in other games. I saw that in Conan. I've seen it in, in other similar games, but mm -hmm. it, that's about it for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. I give them all the benefit. You mm -hmm. know, I, I want them to work. I want them to get this game out. I've met a lot of these developers mm -hmm. in real life, and they're just as passionate as we are about this game. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Give them all the time in the world, they, as long as it turns out good. Okay. Nubifier. I'm going to sound really insensitive and ignorant <laughs> because Chris Roberts has said it's ready when it's ready. Mm -hmm. I want a simple website where I can go to, which is a circle, and it looks like Pac-Man. And the Pac-Man closes as things are done <laughs> on the fucking game. Because right now, we have no scaler. No Absolutely yeah. no scaler as to what is complete mm. and where the progress is. I don't want a countdown timer because I know better mm. than to ask for that. But you can give someone a percentage complete. Mm -hmm. And yes, you could argue that that's the Gantt chart. But the <laughs> Gantt chart ends in one month. Right. I'm just kidding. But it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like right, yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. It's got no fucking context. Mm. We had that with Squadron 42. And then it disappeared because Squadron 42 was supposed to be debated by now actually two years ago squad mm. was fine to be but what i'm asking for is a, a, a mm. completed incomplete by a percentage that's mm -hmm. it yeah. and i don't care if it takes another 15 years to come out i'd like to know that it's at 95 percent like the doomsday well, clock yeah. <laughs> well you, but that's, you know, that's in, 90. In all things computing right you know mm -hmm. those 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 percentage bars yep. and stuff those they are percentage of tasks completed not percentage of time remaining Good. so you know that last two percent could be it could sit there it could sit there right that's fine i'm right. okay with that mm -hmm. i don't care right. when yeah but i want to know how much of the work is progress. done and if they add another log to the fire like they said well we need to add another planet to squadron 42 See it open and back it goes up. from 95 to 93 mm -hmm. and they say we added a new planet i'm like cool bro i how about you know, i'll see you in a year <laughs> right how about this how about they okay. finish that 100 percent and then that gets them to the 50% mark on the game. <laughs> it's 100% of the 50. You know, well, just, just to remind everybody, uh, the developers of Warframe said that game is not a finished product. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I mean, like, Don't that, even start. that's the new thing today that triggers a lot of people. This is where uh, you get a lot of pushback. We go back to the very first question, why people are negative about Star Citizen. Mm -hmm. Living products, on games yeah. as a service. These are things, macro transactions. We're not micro transactions anymore. We're mm -hmm. macro transactions. <laughs> this is the stuff that really triggers 
the community it's like it, it really gets some bile flowing yeah yeah i remember well, playing I eve yeah, this I, shit. I remember playing eve and there were things in eve i, I was in there for seven years <laughs> i love that picture <laughs> i was in eve for seven years and i remember bugs that existed through that whole seven year period they were putting out updates new things to eve and some of the same broken stuff was still there um and that is frustrating it, it's very very frustrating thank you for the follow Kaglaz and Thrakazog, as always, thank you for the sub. We appreciate that. Whammer appreciates it too. Okay, let's uh let's hit this next question here. Oh, oh let me get my salt out. You didn't get me. Oh, I'm sorry, tomato. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm totally sorry. Give it give it to us. Let's see what you got. All right. Squadron 42. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm kind of I'm pretty much the same with with the others. Um as opposed to a progress bar, I like pretty things. So I would really love for them to give us a yearly update at at, at CitizenCon. My ideal thing would be like a nice pre-vis demonstration of a solid 15 minutes from a mission that has a decent amount of like gunplay, maybe a conversation so we could see how that kind of works. Like mm -hmm. we, we got the vertical slice, but to be honest, I don't think anybody really believes that's how that segment's going to play out anymore. I know what Squadron 42 is supposed to be, but I don't know what it's supposed to be. I just know it's going to be a space opera that's cinematic but i've never played freelancer or or, or uh you, wing commander which played wing commander three or wing commander four that's right, what but that's... Roberts goes for he's 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 the hideo kojima before hideo kojima came to the west he wants to be a movie director but he can't make it in hollywood so he makes really cinematic video games that's chris but that's Roberts. that's what i'm saying though like i don't know anything about chris roberts i really love to be able to have an idea of what this game's going to be like when that happens all we've gotten are trailers which tell me a ton about stories and characters and the vibe of the game. We've gotten the vertical slice, which showed me that there's ship flying and there's some ground segments, but I don't know that much about how it's going to play out. And I'd love for them to be able to come to us one year and show us, hey, this is how it's working so far with the state of AI, the state of gameplay. Like, this is what it looks like. Oh, that's not that great. We see it again the next year. Hey, this is the, like some of the work we've been doing over the course of the year. Here's what the scene looks like now. Maybe that's unrealistic, but I just like to see it's, the progress. It's, like it's that not unrealistic. There was a variation of what you're talking about when we first saw the moral tour. That was the first right. time that we got that behind the curtain kind of look. And then a few years later, we got the one with the Mark Hamill piece and everything else. But the slices have stopped there. It's, it's interesting you say that because there's a there's a question about wanting to know where they are in the tech of development and versus mm -hmm. where they are in the game. And a lot of yeah. people have kind of taken the attitude of we don't want to know about the game, you know. And, but at the same time, there are people who do want to. Some people have asked for another vertical slice. I don't want to see one to be. I don't want to see anything that reveals anything to the story. Let me put and it to you that way. I don't want them wasting the time on it. And, I want them and, to finish and that the was game. the other side of the coin. If they did do it, they'd have to dedicate something that has absolutely nothing to do with the story to show it to us. And then that takes away work, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little nervous. But I get what you're saying to a certain degree, Tomato. It, it, I, I knew before I want to go back to something you said about that countdown, that percentage thing that you talked about because we, we can look at the map and everything else and get all those notes but it really doesn't give us a bearing on completion how close are we i personally and these guys have heard me say this on the show before and go i'll get to you in colossal they've heard me say this before i think the 10-year mark is it for, for 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 squadron we have to see something i don't care if in november if we get an announcement you know second quarter 2023 first quarter i don't care but i i think that there's going to start being some reticence that's going to start to build and that we're actually going to be able to see it if we get past 2022 and there's nothing being said, HC, you mentioned about the, um, what was the show called that they did 
with the one hour thing. Briefing room. The briefing room. When they mm-hmm. opened that up with Brian Chambers, they said that it was going to be a regular update. We got that mm-hmm. one briefing room and that was it. We didn't get any more. I wish mm-hmm. we did get more of those. I wish we got the quarterly pillars talks where Pillar we hear from those seen, folks yeah. quarterly. Those made us feel good when we heard from the heads of departments giving us I, updates I love, on where they were. I love Brian Chambers. I love Sean Tracy. I love Tony Z. I love Chris Roberts. I love Aaron Roberts. Mm-hmm. I like the energy they bring to the yes. camera. Yes, When yes. they talk about their work. But honestly, I'm getting to the point where I think they don't have anything else to really add. They pretty much said everything they had, and now it's just them to actually up to them to deliver what they've all the stuff they've said previously. Yeah, that could be. Go back real quick, you guys. Let me get you in Colossal real quick on Squadron 42 and Star Citizen. What's the thing you're most critical about? Yeah, uh, Squadron 42. Um, from someone who came into the game pr- primarily for Star Citizen, you know, my biggest thing I'm critical about Star Squadron 42 is like I want them to just go ahead and get it done with so they can focus on the game I want to play. Mm. Um, honestly, um, now with Star Citizen, one of the things I'm most critical about, and you guys have probably heard me say it a few times, is that. While I appreciate them coming out with new ships, I I I I wish they would show some love, show more love to the older ships, right? You know, right now they, I know they do they go back and do reworks. I would like them to bring up more of those ships, the reworks of those ships in line in the pipeline with the new ships. So like it's kind of even. So every two sh- new ships they put out, they're putting out two reworks okay. of some of the older ships like the connies the 600s and whatnot right because we have some we have a lot of ships in the game right now and they're very good ships but as the as new ships come out like the msr it just completely negates mm-hmm. a whole class of other ships yeah, right um, but that are behind old it. ships have been sold already they need to they need to make keep I that's why it's a critique right that's why yeah. it's a critique like hey i get it you need to sell you need to sell new um new ones but to, to that end more love to the other ones yeah Show some love to the other ones. And I think a lot of people, I, a lot of the newer people are coming in. They're not buying Connie's, right? Yeah. If the Connie was reworked, they would be. So that you're still getting new money regardless. Mm. Colossal. Yeah, um, I'll go, I mean, past Squadron 42 because, you know, you guys have said something that GoMap just basically said it. I'm just looking for a release date. Mm-hmm. Um, the As far as um, Star Citizen, I would like to see a lot more of the lore. I'm looking for POIs. I'm looking for that. And I understand we're still in the Stanton system, but Stanton system has a hell of a lot more mm-hmm. that's out there than we see currently in the game. And mm-hmm. I, I've always been a, a, a stickler <clears throat> on gameplay and lore. You've seen, I've seen crappy games out there. No offense. I'm not a, 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 you know, a guy who loves Minecraft, but the gameplay is amazing. That's part mm-hmm. of the reason why a lot of people can stand that type of pixelated game. I can't, but the gameplay is amazing. So if you give a good gameplay, even a crappy looking game could be phenomenal. So I'm just looking for lore, lore, and more lore, and POIs. Just bring those in the game so we can at least be able to dabble in exploration. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm looking for. Cool. Mine will be, as I mentioned about Squadron 42, um, that they haven't kept their word on keeping us informed about it. I know they have good intention, but it just seems like things happen, and it just drifts in the background. But I also understand a lot of them keeping things behind in the background because of of the project itself. For Star Citizen... My issue with Star Citizen has more to do with, again, some things that they said that they would do. Um, I Like, for example, the whole A is coming out. <clears throat> the raft is coming out. I, 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 I am a little bit disturbed that we keep getting ships that come out and the mechanics aren't there when they come out. And they said they would be. And they said that they would be. On so, camera, right. one year ago. <clears throat> right. And so, I, I, I don't get me wrong, and, and HC, to your point, they still got to put those ships out in order to bring that revenue in. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, I, like one of the questions I always wondered is why did the Constellation Taurus take so long to come out? 
I, I, I know they did a redesign on it, but that ship came out years after the other ones, but it also had the most minimal amount of things on it. I, I never understood that. Uh, when the Raft because it was came, just there, there was no priority. Like they, they needed to sell other ships, and it just kept kept. But but that ship sold. But pile. you know what? When lower, that ship lower, came lower, out, lower, it lower. sold. People bought that ship when it came out, and that was the weird thing about it. I mean, it was an easy sale. I just the the Raft. You know, again, same thing. They told us that when the uh, whole A comes out, you'll be able to do this, but it won't have all of this in it. Um, I, I just wish that when they introduced these ships, I know it's difficult to say that the mechanic will be ready. But I, I, I wish that that was the case because otherwise these are just ships to ride around in. And we buy the ships not because they're pretty, but because we want to be able to do what the ships are ascribed to do. So that's my only thing mm -hmm. that I have to say about that. Unless, unless, yeah. yes. yeah, unless you're an Orgy Jump Yes. Unless you're an Orgy Say that again. Say that again, AC. Absolutely. Unless you're an Orgy Jump That's why I'm happy. You just want to look pretty. That's why I'm happy. I'm happy. I mean, <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the contrary, though, they released the 400i as an exploration vehicle that can't use its exploration table. Well, that, that's true. That, that does, it, you can't use the cartography table, right? And I had a mm -hmm. real big beef about the uh, 400i personally because I felt that they, well, I just felt that they didn't keep it for the one percenters like me. They made it available to other players. <laughs> so that was my issue with that, okay? So wow. let's go I on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's hit this next question. Uh, let me go to Toy on this one. Does community rage have a positive or negative impact? I mean, when, when the community goes up in arms about something, Colossal mentioned the Ion earlier, the Ares rather. I, is that a good thing? Uh, or is it a negative thing? It's oh, definitely okay. a negative thing. Okay. Go ahead. Any thoughts? Any thoughts about it? it? I mean, if you got any thoughts about it, go ahead, uh, Toy. No, I just, you know, they say any publicity is good publicity, so mm -hmm. it does bring eyes on to uh, the, the business, mm -hmm. but um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I hate the fact that CIG is making changes based off a community input, especially when you, when you bring up this ship. This ship is designed to take out capital ships, which we don't have a lot of in the game yet. I mean, mm -hmm. you could say Hammerhead mm -hmm. or Carrick or something like that, bigger ships, but that thing is not meant to be a dogfight. Of course, people are using it for dogfighters, and if they're good aims or whatever, people stupid and sit there, mm -hmm. they're going to get one shot. They should. It's a size 7 gun. It have never been made. It's a balanced <laughs> nightmare. Put the never been in the made. Back. They should have never concepted it. It's a stupid idea that could never be balanced. I've no made one... an entire 20-minute YouTube video on how much I hate the Ion specifically, <laughs> and basically 20 minutes of me saying exactly what Nubifire just said. It should have never been concepted. It was a dumb idea. It's it's just bad all around for the game and balance the nightmare. It is a meta I, ship. It's a it's a golden gun. That's all that yes. that thing is. They, but they made it. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't I love it. Size seven. Refund the money. <laughs> Nobody is afraid of. Refund the money. When I saw that <laughs> thing from the game, when <laughs> I saw that thing, Garbage. I thought it was perfect because for, for using against when they add in bases or ground targets, it would be a perfect ship for that. It's yeah, not you a knew that that's not what it's going to be used for. Well, Gamers yeah. going to use it for whatever they want to use it it's for. It's metagaming. You can't countermeasure the ion like you can a torpedo. For years, we thought torpedoes were going to be the fighter-based or medium-to-large-ship-based anti-capital ship weapon. Mm -hmm. And if you want guns that can deal with capital ships like the Idris, you're going to have to get a bigger ship, like something bigger than a Connie. Refund that's, it. And that's then, interesting. And then the lore, the lore aspect of the Ion is, if the Ion, a fighter, a heavy fighter can have a size 7 gun, what can't now? 
Put it on a great cat bucket. If you're taking yeah. the ion out, take the eclipse with it, please. Yeah. The eclipse is also lore wise. Why would you sell this to people? Why would you sell it to or people? Why would you sell it to Because it's cool and it makes money. Yeah. They yeah. sold an A2 bomber immediately after selling land. There you Come go. On, there you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. You hit it. You hit it, Newbifire. Newbifire, uh, let me ask you community rage, positive okay. or negative impact? The community noise is accountability to a point, right? Mm -hmm. We can agree with that, hopefully. The impact is both positive and negative depending on the context. So the question's mm -hmm. a little bit... Okay. Mm, okay. Fair but enough. anyways, there's no such thing as bad press. Uh, but when, when we're happy, we're talking. Mm -hmm. But no one cares because we're happy. Mm -hmm. So it almost seems like CIG embraces or burns little parts of the community on purpose <laughs> just to get a rise out of us this much. Not so we burn down the house, but just so we light the carpet on fire. Right? Just a little bit of notice, right? That's what the picture right? of the bike was. It generates, it generates drama. So Hover and bike based picture. on the funding, they're not wrong, right? Because right. we can critique, you know, as much as we want. Right. But like I say all the time, they're on record funding and they're untouchable. <laughs> so what they're doing is exactly what they should be doing. And that's what the lessons that they're hearing are. So does rage have a positive or negative impact? You'd have to talk to the bean counters about that one mm. because I, my opinion is irrelevant. Mm. I don't, my, nobody should listen to me. I'm nobody. Mm. Listen to the bank. He's so, the nobody fire. That's interesting. Right. So <laughs> if nothing to lose, except they, the company, because of the funding model, have nothing to lose except for the developers' jobs. Mm. Because if they go bankrupt, that's the only yeah. that's the only real casualty mm. is that a thousand people are out of work. Mm -hmm. They don't lose money. Mm -hmm. We do. Yeah. Right? We're wow. the we're the idiots mm -hmm. that are holding the stick. Yeah. So if it folds, it's all gone. The developers are laid off mm -hmm. and the backers are left with nothing. Mm. So point. that's the worst case scenario. Right. Mm -hmm. So does rage matter? Mm -hmm. Sure. It, it's great. It definitely gets a story going on the news, right? Because when everyone's happy, no one's talking. True. Space Tomato. I, I agree to some extent. I also think though that the rage has like it's positive and negative, but I think it has pretty, pretty negative impact on the community mm -hmm. itself. Like mentally speaking, I, I, I've been around long enough to feel the, everlasting effects of this roller coaster. Um, but I think people who've joined in the last year or so, or the last two years, I think the, the way that the rage can happen can really turn you off from wanting to be more involved with the community, which is in my opinion, the best part of the game. Mm -hmm. I think it can also make you a little more reaction, reactional, whatever you want to call it to people who also are coming in later or asking questions or are saying things about the game that they just simply don't know about. I think that's part of what creates that sort of animosity sometimes mm -hmm. um, in that sense. It's not the, the biggest problem, but I do think it has a, a secondary negative effect on like the mental capacity or not capacity, but like the mental state of the whole community. Mm, okay. HC. I Building off what Nubifier says, if you're looking at the funding, I mean, it depends on what who what sort of positive negatives you're looking at, right? Mm -hmm. If you're looking at money, if you're a CIG employee being counter and you're looking at your funding, mm -hmm. rage really doesn't have any impact on you. But from someone who's a fan, when you have a lot of content being created on YouTube and Twitch and people are just not happy, mm -hmm. it could shove potential customers away. 
from your product. And Doesn't I have matter. friends that I talk to mm-hmm. in real life. I mentioned Star Citizen, and it's like, oh, it's that game that's never going to release. Oh, it's that game that's a scam. Oh, it's mm-hmm. that, that game that charges $3,000 And they shouldn't be looking at the game if that's what they're thinking anyways. I'm okay with them not being here. Yeah, but there are people who do feel that way. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like... um. I don't want to use that as an example because that's that's too personal. But, Can I try? But, yeah, Those yeah. people will buy the game when it's when it comes ready. out. Right, right. There okay? you go. So it doesn't matter. Right, it they, doesn't they matter. Will later. Like the reputation and everything. If it comes out properly, the last ten or twenty years, none of it matters because everyone will be happy playing the game. Yeah, and we've and we've talked about that. The naysayers who will later on come in, and and, and, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I do. Yeah, you know, this whole thing, see, one of the difficulties with me with this project is this is, and I know we, we say this and it sounds like it's an excuse, but it is something that's never been done before. And it's very difficult right. for a lot of people to even wrap their brain. The crowdfunding's never been done not before. Not the crowdfunding. I'm the, some, go ahead. the MMO has been done before. Yeah, but I'm not talking about an MMO. But this is what I'm saying. I'm not talking about backing an MMO. I'm talking about backing a visionary MMO, something that has never been done before. There have been plenty of games that we've crowdfunded as players, but I'm not backing this for that reason. I'm back. I'm hopefully backing something that is going to change the way we play video games. And that's me personally. Some people are backing it just because they want to play a game, but I've been gaming for over 40 years and I see games come and go. I have, it's been a, there are very few games that have just, that have had longevity that have stuck around 10, 15, 20 years. I want that to be Star Citizen. I don't want Star Citizen to be something that I play and six months from now it's gone or I've moved on to something else. But that's me personally. And that's, that's one of the problem with Rage, okay? Mm-hmm. If Star Citizen gets a bad rap, mm-hmm. who are you going to be playing with? True. True. If, if who it, is I, going I, to be funding this game? Like if there's no player base, mm-hmm. even if we have, Thousands of whales who will dump millions of dollars into Star Citizen. If it's not right, we'll, it'll go down the drain. I get you. I get yeah. you. I get you. Okay. I can argue against that. Go ahead. Go for it. I love to hear your no- arguments. Nobody fire. So, um, <laughs> Cyberpunk, worst game ever. Woo! Okay. Oh, Except that it's not, and it didn't, like, it came back. Right? So, Same with No Man's Sky. Worst right? game ever. And then 12, 12 free expansions and updates. Right. And I'm not later. saying that I want Star Citizen to come out shit and then get better. That's mm. not that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that Are you predicting if rage matters, mm-hmm. the community is fickle, yes, and all that other stuff. But I stand by it that the people that we have now playing the game who like it mm-hmm. are the right people right now to be backers. Yeah. And... I have friends that come up to me. He's like, why would you even bother with this scam? Mm. And I'm like, you're, you're cop. You are not worth my time, <laughs> right? I'm never going to convince you that it's not a scam, mm. but when it comes out and they're watching the content, they're going to say, fuck, is that ever cool? Mm. I want to play that. Mm-hmm. Jack's Frags level cap. Yes. Last two videos. Yeah. Cold playthrough. They haven't seen it in two years. Mm. They're like, my they're, they're God, this is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. That's what's going to matter when the game comes out. I know I sound like a, a white knight right now. Mm-mm. It's not oh, that at all. No, not at it's all. It's just literally none of that I mean, shit spoilers matters. Spoilers were fans of Star Citizen. I want people to enjoy Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. I want people to love the game. And I want to be able to play with those people, but right? But they can't. But they, they, in this state, but you're in a certain mental state where you can approach this game. And there are a lot of gamers who can't. The bu- the bugs mm-hmm. and everything else just freaks them out and they can't. And because they've, as you said, HC, they have been pre-told all these bad stories about it. Well, there's only here, so much right? time in the day. Like Don't, if you've got a job, you got a wife, you got kids, there's only so many free hours when you get home from I work. I get it. I for get your it. own personal time. And yeah. quality of entertainment 
Star Citizen just doesn't have it. Don't invite but maybe them. Cyberpunk after its last patch, or No Man's Sky with its recent update, or uh, Destiny 2, The Witch King. Uh, what else came out this A bunch of stuff came out this month, February. That was great. Right. Other than Star Citizen. But here's worth your time. Here's the difference. And mm -hmm. to Nubafire's point about Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was mind-blowing. Actually, it's not just Cyberpunk. It's been mind-blowing to see these AAA companies who've been producing these games, and they've been flopping. They've been doing terrible. Whether it was Fallout seventy six, whether it was Cyberpunk, whether it was Anthem. I mean, these are these are these are these are these are. Let me let me let me let me let me let me make sure I'm saying this. When I say flop, when I say flop, I'm saying that what happened with them were things we wouldn't have expected from those companies, right? Okay. So you to your point, No Man's Sky, right? Which was probably the worst burning game that we've known in quite a while when it came out, has literally redeemed itself and its player base has grown and people are enjoying that game. To Nubafire's mm -hmm. point, we don't want it to happen with Star Citizen. My thing is that though, none of those games you came in at an alpha state. So when you try to introduce this game to people, it's not the same thing as introducing them to these games that are finished. And then some people honestly cannot handle a game that is in this state. They can't. As much as we may want to play with them, this is not for them. Because they're not going to deal with patches and bugs and all that. They, they just want to pay their money and the game is working. And I think mm -hmm. that is a difficulty for some people that we, I know a lot of people, I don't tell about this game. Cause I know if I tell them about it, they'll see the pictures. They get in there and flop out a couple times or something. Thank God 30 K's are gone, but you know, some yeah. other stuff happened to them. They're gone, man. They don't want to play it. They want to play a finished polished game and they're just not and ready that's why for I explain it. to people. I exactly explain that to people that come into my Twitch stream mm -hmm. and they ask me about star citizen. I'm like, you have to be able to tolerate yeah. early access gameplay here. Yeah. It is the worst of the worst. You have, you're giving them money mm -hmm. to pay their employees to make the game. And you can see exactly the stuff I'm struggling with. And it, your, your, your experience may be even worse than what I have. <laughs> true, true. Go, like, I, I got people who come, come to my stream and they say, I can't even launch the game. Mm. And I'm like, I go talk to CIG because I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, son. I get that too. I, They're yeah, like, I can't do it. They're like, I logged <laughs> in and it didn't work. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell yeah. you, right? I don't know what to tell I like you. To add to that list, sure. Anthem, Fallout 76, and in some cases, Elite Dangerous. We won't even go into Elite Dangerous because oh, they're oh, really, so they're right, right. really, they're really having some issues. Did I get everybody? Did I, Tomato, did I get you on that one? Yeah, man, you got me. I got you. Okay, I got everybody. Okay, cool. All right. Um, what part of the Star Citizen community are you most critical about? <laughs> what What do you see going on in the community? Is it Spectrum? Is it is it when we went off about food and how we didn't want food because we didn't want to have to be eating every five minutes and we blow things out of proportion? What is it in the community that you feel that you would criticize? Let me go to Space Tomato on this one first. Um, so you're looking for specifics or just general? Just something. Thing? You can just pick a thing that sticks out in to your be, head. Mm -hmm. To be honest, same thing that I mentioned earlier, which is like how Thanks extreme reactions. <laughs> Get out of here, Whammer. Hammer, Whammer. <laughs> <laughs> That's our mascot, okay? Go ahead. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. Um, it's just like the extreme reactions, man. I, I feel like having a conversation about this game, I'm on edge sometimes. I'm just like, I just want to talk normally about a feature and like not bring up the fact that it's late or not bring up the fact that it's like, you know, not as good as this, or it's already been done in this game, or it's taken too long to do this. Or it, yeah, it, mm. it's hard sometimes to to talk about this game in a normal manner. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, HC specifically. Oh man, the the one thing I have problem with Star Citizen community is just the screenshots. Everybody's <laughs> like, look how beautiful Star. It's it's incessant. It's almost yeah. like a disease. Where everybody's like, look how. <laughs> 
the I, this is just to me and this is probably nothing to nobody but this, to me <laughs> what really gets my goat is the digital photography for star citizen it's beautiful stuff reshade they, they look at the sunset <laughs> we need reshade hey, come on man looks you go to Who the are next month there doesn't look anything like how that. to play the game <laughs> Who are you to tell people how he to enjoy like, the game? He doesn't like beautiful what pictures. What part of the Star Citizen are you most critical about? Who cares? This is, this <laughs> the people is it. taking this pictures. This is the part of the community I am critical Wait a about. This is how petty Nubifier, I am. Nubifier, if that's the most he has to complain about, then that's good. If that's the most, if that's the most he has to complain about, that's fine. One percent of the problem. I can think of a lot worse stuff. So if that's the most he has to complain about, I'm fine. Mr. Mr. Haskaha is still going to be okay. All right, there's no problem. Gonna get a private audience with Chris and he's, you're gonna get any chance to give him some criticism you're gonna be like stop them taking the screenshots <laughs> yeah take a take away third person camera yeah. from this game Chris we don't need those camera get controls get that camera get that camera out of there I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't back for this Nubifire what about you anything you're critical about within the community no I have no critical comment about the community. Everyone's <laughs> entitled to their opinion and they may choose to behave or interact within the limits of the TOS on Spectrum, oh uh -huh. in the game, on Twitch or YouTube. Everyone has as much right as I do to enjoy the game however they like and say whatever they like about it as long as everyone's respectful of the rules. <laughs> See, I That's thought you know what I thought he was going to say. I was just like, wait, I got one. He started out real, he started out real good and I thought he was going to say everyone is entitled. And that's what I thought he was going to stop right there. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you thought I was going to go, you thought I was going to go dark, but I didn't, right? Okay, fair enough. Toy, what about oh. you? Any, any bumps in the road with the community that you just wish, you know, we, you know, I wish they could get this together. I think overall the community is awesome. I mean, I've been gaming since gaming started and I've never seen a community so nice to each other, so good. I mean, of course, there's a few bad eggs here and here and there, and that brings me to, you know, some of these influencers, some of these streamers or whatever, they, they seem to go in waves. Mm. And uh, what happens is they, you know, they're pro CIG, they love the development, you know, they're, they're this and that mm. for, you know, a period of time. And then I literally turned onto a stream and, and is like, starts as a scam, you know, <laughs> screw them. And, it, you know, they got a pretty decent sized audience and stuff. And some of these guys have been backed by CIG before, you know? <laughs> and that just drives me. I understand, me the, I understand oh. the mentality where it comes from. It's just like a, lo a lot of people can't decouple the streaming career from the game itself. And that's mm -hmm. difficult mm -hmm. because you make your money. Streaming could be your entire income for some people, or it could be a great side hustle for you. And some people feel like they're getting no traction with Star Citizen because the development is so slow. But Chris Roberts is not building Star Citizen for us streamers. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, and but, for us back you know, there's an interesting point that you're mentioning about that HC and, and Toy. You've been around long enough to remember that there was a period where there were streamers who, and I think they were calculating to your point earlier about Squadron's release by 2014 and 15. They were getting in on the early wave and being able to create shows around it. And when that didn't happen, a lot of those streamers, you saw them either fall away or they became general content streamers because they were basing, you know, everything was being based on Star Citizen. And admittedly, it is difficult if you want to stream exclusively Star Citizen and, and to your point, HC, to the point where this is what you're doing full time. It has mm -hmm. got to be tremendous work to do that. 
because you can't rely on, you know, like for example, the roadmap, right? If you want to build your show around the roadmap and say, hey, next quarter, I'm gonna be talking about this and that. Well, guess what? It doesn't happen, salvage doesn't drop. Now you've got to figure out what do I do now? Because I was really hoping that I could build something around this. So there's a frustration that I can understand that exists within that, which is why there've been very few people who've been able to stream from 2013 to today. I can only name a couple people who are still out there streaming Star Citizen. Uh Most people have had to say, I'm doing Star Citizen and I'll go do this when this comes out and I'll come back. But it's gotta be difficult and frustrating. But as you said, CIG is not building a game. I mean, the streamers do help promote it, but the game is definitely not being built for them to build their careers around it. If you wanna make someone into a complete (laughs) a-hole, mess with their money. (laughs) I am dead serious. Mm -hmm. If you take, if you grab someone's wallet and you pull a whole bunch of money out of that wallet and you throw that into her face and you run off, Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some serious issues. (laughs) Not your money. (laughs) It's not my money, it's no one's money. At all, you can't, you can't think like that. You got a budget, you right? Chose, That's how some of these people think. No, they, they, you choose they, they to make this their... your job. You mm-hmm. choose to make this your job. That's yes. a voluntary thing. Mm-hmm. You choose to put yourself into financial distress if the company shits the bed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not Chris Roberts's fault mm-hmm. that you can't buy milk. That's why, and that's why it's difficult. No, but that's why I'm saying that's why it's difficult because there were streamers who did try to ride on that wave thinking that was going to happen and it didn't because we were we were promised by chris roberts this was all going to come out a lot sooner i get it it was a gamble if you anything about gaming development it was, it was a yeah, gamble a gamble and some of you guys are still around but i'm saying i know a lot of good streamers that were out back in the day that they're they're gone you know they're gone anyway let's move on yeah. to the next thing do we get everybody toy did we get toy yeah we got yeah, everybody right new fire tomato we got you everybody's good okay yep. all right let's jump to this one what's the best thing cig has done in this development Colossal and Globe Map, y'all make sure y'all think about this one too. Toy, let me go to you. What's the best thing the CIG has done during this development? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, feel free. Citizen, Citizen I, Cons, I, the TV uh, shows. Know, what, what do you, what's something that you think that's been, that, that is good? My, my most favorite thing for this development so far has been those Citizen Cons because, you know, it, it's for me, it's all about the community. I love mm-hmm. this community. I love, you know, meeting new people and making mm-hmm. new friends and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, I could watch all the videos, you know, later and stuff, but I go to the Citizen Cons and stuff to hang out and make, you know, meet everybody that, you know, that's playing this game and having a good time together and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So, Tomato. For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit and create a bag of all of the things that I think they did a good <laughs> job with. But honestly, it was diving into the engine and creating some really good systemic tools to make these these features that they know in the future they're gonna have to make an absolute ton of. Like mm. creating the the tools for the planets, creating the building blocks tools for the UI, creating um, some of the uh, the the like the raster in uh, not engine but the tool that they made for base building mm-hmm. all these things have taken so long and we've constantly been told oh it's tools it's the tools and while they haven't fully proven their worth i do think that they seem like a really great investment into moving forward with the game development and honestly it's probably pretty standard across the industry i'm mm-hmm. just really glad that they did it and they did it for the certain things they did okay okay hc um planetary tech done mm. super easy mm. Sure like that's that's probably like the big big maypole feature that star citizens foundation is, is essentially yeah. Yeah. everything's gonna be built up from there mm. okay or down if it's caves <laughs> okay fair enough Newfire. community it's the only thing that cig can't break mm. 
Yeah, they technically didn't make it, <laughs> but mm. it's the best thing that came of this game. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Go map. Um, same thing I, I tell everybody when, if I do introduce them to the game or try to explain the game to them. The fact that I can wake up in a bed, get into a ship, fly it out of the port, go to a planet, and no loading screens. To me, that is something that like blew my mind the first time I did it, and then it still does today when I do it now. Mm -hmm. um, just the fact that everything that you see in the system now is there, mm. and you're just going to it. Okay. Colossal. Oh, I mean, everybody said some fabulous things, but I'm sorry, I'm going to the monetary part. I think what they've done in terms of collecting money with no publishers or very little publishers is mm. deserves to be in a book. Mm. I mean, very little or, or no other company has done what they've done with that in terms of raising money yes. without publishers. Yeah, like it so or not, I, right? I, I, I think it's a blueprint. I mean, somebody needs to write a book about how they've done it and how they've managed to uh, to be successful at that. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, I would say with, with Toy and Nubifire, I was going to say community, but you guys stole that from me. So the other one I will say is that the best thing that they've done is trying to do something that nobody else has done before. And that's like wishful. So we'll see where that goes. Okay. All right. Two more questions to go, gang. Hang in there with us. We're getting there. This is a good one here. What does transparency mean to you as a backer? And when it comes to transparency on a scale of one to 10, 10 being completely and open and one being closed, where would you grade CIG and where would you like to see it be? I'm going to go with Nubifire first on this one. Okay. So transparency, I'm going to take a little bit of a tangent on this. Mm-hmm. Transparency is actually the reason that we have feature creep. So as much as everyone says we need it mm -hmm. and it's a thing that we were promised and it's that entitlement, it is also the root of all of the problems that we're having, <laughs> right? And this goes mm -hmm. all the way back to the other thing where they shouldn't listen to us and they should just make the game. Terran and Kung Fu. Right? So this is like... <laughs> This is like an oxymoron. This is like backwards logic, okay? <laughs> so sorry for that. So transparency is the reason we have feature creep. Mm -hmm. And transfer, transfer, uh, transparency early on was also the reason that we have a game. Mm -hmm. Because all of the hype that's associated with Ben Lesnick saying this, 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 or all of the other things that Chris was dreaming about mm -hmm. early on. So the transparency is what we have. Mm -hmm. we, we owe everything we have to transparency. Um, but it's also a solid level of expectation. It's where a lot of the entitlement comes from. And it's unsustainable with the proposed deadlines. So as things blew up, we all, we all know this. This is history, right? Mm -hmm. So the problem with the transparencies are pulling transparency away now. And I almost, hindsight, they should have done that early on. Mm -hmm. But then we wouldn't have a game. If that makes any sense, because we wouldn't have had the funding without the hype, without mm -hmm. the transparency and all the other stuff. So now that we're being weaned off of it, mm -hmm. and that I do think it's the right time to do that. Well, I think we're still 10 years away from like a PTU launch or a PU launch, mm -hmm. and we're probably two years away from Squadron. Um, it's kind of unsettling to have no transparency or less of mm -hmm. something that we're used to at the same time as getting the realization that we're maybe that far away from what we want. Mm, okay. Sorry if I didn't answer the question. No, you did. You did. No, you did. did. HC. Yep. I have to think about transparency mean to you as a backer. Um, I think CIG does a better job with transparency than any other developers, even to today. Mm -hmm. uh, the roadmap, 
Um, it's amazing. It's better than what we get for like Battlefield 2042 or Anthem. Did you ever or... see the roadmap for Elite Dangerous, dude? Yeah, it's almost it, nothing. It was like you two paragraphs. Was, that was, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Go ahead. Or you get a whole page of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah see. A whole yeah. page of nothing. Yeah, or you look other like indie titles that may may do a little more ambitious roadmap, or a lot more vague mm -hmm. about their right. their goals. G uh, games I follow like Industries of Titan or Phantom Brigade, mm -hmm. they have roadmaps, but their roadmaps are more feature based. Like we plan to have, we're working on this next. We plan to have this in this patch, but usually the list is very small of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I think CIG does a really good job of trying to be transparent with the community, even though the community tends to be, can use that, that transparency against them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, uh, sometimes you just got, you just gotta, you can't listen to the community, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which um, but transparency to me, like it's, if you're, if you're going to be transparent with your, with your community, sometimes you have to say stuff to them that they don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, but you also have to realize that you're never, you can't, you don't win an argument with a customer mm -hmm. to say, and that saying really is more about like, you can win an argument with a customer, but you lose a customer mm -hmm. essentially. Um, so it's up to CIG to try to handle the stuff diplomatically, you know, diplomatically and indifference and diplomatics, di diplomatics, diplomatically and unemotionally, you know, try to. You know, the, the whole blaming the community, we're removing the parts of the roadmap because you, the community, are taking it too far. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's probably what they shouldn't have said. Mm -hmm. uh, but even then, that's a form of transparency. You know, you're you're allowing your frustration with the community to come through. It's just like, we're, we just don't know what to do with you guys. You're just, just so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That kind of stuff. All right. Toy? Uh, well, I mean... It doesn't seem, especially for those of us that have been around as long as we have, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of transparency lately, mm -hmm. but it's still more than any other game has mm -hmm. ever had. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, we watch these videos. The only other one I've seen that even comes close is Ashes of Creation. They do a, a video every, what, every month or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it, it's still, you know, they come out, show you what they're working on, lock the doors and, and disappear for another month or two <laughs> or however long it is. Mm -hmm. And, but, you know, CIG's here still, at, you know, every week or, you know, in Spectrum or, or somewhere talking, Reddit, mm -hmm. there. Wow. Okay. Tomato. I think... Just oh, sorry. You 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 unmuted yeah, your. Yeah, there I you had go. to reload my good. camera. Um, just give that a little extra emphasis to a statement. <laughs> I want to double up on the messaging. Gotta have that reverb. People are hearing it. Um, I I would give CIG like a around a six, maybe a five or a six in terms of transparency, and it's it's hard to say what is full transparency for me because. I don't know. I uh, when I look at the absolute details of a project, like the the very very detailed details, like the notes and stuff, I'm like, okay, this is too much. I don't need that. But I do think that full transparency would be something like that. You know, we get to know what a developer is doing on a given week, not to the point that we can say, hey, they're working on this, but mm -hmm. like they could literally put down, oh yeah, there's a weekly roundup. Here's what this developer is doing. Now that's crazy. Mm -hmm. I would never expect that. So I don't expect 10 out of 10 transparency from a company, but I do think that CIG sometimes has a little bit of inconsistency with the way that they do their transparency mm -hmm. that like one of the examples I used earlier, we will get 
notified of something moving around on the roadmap roundup for something, but then there might be something else on the progress tracker that we simply never hear about. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe part of the problem also comes from the fact that people don't know where to go to hear about that if they haven't heard anything. Like it could be on the monthly report. It could be, you know, on the on the progress tracker in detail. It could be on some kind of a QA where they've released that messaging for it. Mm -hmm. But it, but it's hard to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think regardless that sometimes there's information that doesn't come out when I expect it to. And sometimes there's information that comes out that I'm like, were you guys really wanting to, to put that out just mm -hmm. now? So I think they do try and I think they do a really good job of it. Definitely better than any other company I could think of mm -hmm. by far. Um, but that's not to say they're perfect with it. Okay. Colossal. I think one of the biggest ideas of transparency is that it leads to accountability. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole purpose of transparency. Now, the who gets to define that? <laughs> I mean, in most cases, your government does. And that's how you have that fight between governments and private corporations, because private corporations say you're asking for too much. Government says you're not giving enough. Mm -hmm. But with that being the, the case, um, when it comes to transparency, as far as our citizen, at first, I thought they were giving way too much. I enjoyed it. I thought it was you know, it, it, I, I was looking to see what was happening with that, mm -hmm. but we see the end result of that, right? So I thought that they were at a seven. Mm -hmm. And now with them scaling back, I think they're probably around a five or a four, mm -hmm. which is where I'd like them to be. I think the less is better. Mm -hmm. You know, just like you have on your kitchen table, you don't want a cluttered kitchen table. You want the le less items, the, you know, less is more. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't need to know all these other things, but I understand what people are asking for. They're asking for accountability and things like that and so forth. But once again, um, I, I just don't think that they need to cough up that much information, especially while they're in a developmental stage. They're developing the game. So just mm -hmm. give me a tweak here, a tweak there. Mm -hmm. Let me know what you finished and why you put this in there and then set up a community forum to get more advice. Okay. Other than that, I don't need to know what's going on. Okay. That's a, that's another good point. It's like the, the vibe around the game has changed a lot over the years into the fact that five years ago, yeah, it was kind of like, are, are you really doing things? What's actually going on? Whereas now I have a pretty decent amount of confidence in, you know, the, the, the actual flow of development now to the point where I don't need to be told everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Come up. Yeah, I agree a lot with uh, what Colossal said, right? You know, uh, in the past, again, they were mistakenly, in my opinion, uh, way too transparent uh, for the user base, mm. which was shown, right? Um, so, yeah, I think they were like seven or eight even um, for all the information that they were putting out, all the different shows, the trackers, release views, showing what they were trying to accomplish, you know, mm -hmm target um people just weren't prepared to accept that information for what it was so scaling back to now it's about i think they're around at five I, I still think them focusing on the actual progress tracker as opposed to the release view is still very transparent you can drill down and see what individual teams are working on mm -hmm. what like who else is showing you that level of granularity about how they're developing their project mm -hmm. nobody ever and mm -hmm. in, in, in any software ever has ever given you this uh, this much information um on a regular basis you can go look at it today mm -hmm. so no it's um you know they, they are they are still being very transparent but on their scale that they've set you know they may have started at a seven or eight mm -hmm. um only way you can get up to a, a higher level if you got cameras looking at everybody's screen throughout <laughs> all the studios where you just kind of click through like hey dude you missed a semicolon right there but yeah. um <laughs> <Nobody> <laughs> wants that. you do not want that <laughs> right you know um 
you know, but that's the only way you could you could have really gotten more transparent than what they started off as. But again, it, it turned out to be a, a, a big negative for them. And scaling back people, the you know, the negative minority um, were very vocal about it and very, you know, very loud about it. But as we see, the money's still rolling in, as the Uber Fire has pointed out many times tonight, right, folks? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get those squeaky wheels that will that will yeep, 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 and re all throughout Spectrum and, and, um, and Reddit. But the money's still coming in, so apparently... It was the right call so yeah i, I want to go back to something new before you said earlier um and it was about transparency in the beginning and how it was used um and weaponized. i it, it weaponized but it was it was the lure it was it, that was a part of the pitch Good. right it was i'm happy it that was, they did it right it was it was part of what sold me that i'd get to see a little bit behind the curtain where the wizard was and 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 be told what was going on because other games weren't mm-hmm. doing that but I, but what i do want to say is that it seems like there needed to be an evolution of a lot of things that have taken place. One of the observations that w- we made before, I think even CIG did, was when the community talked about it, how citizen cons used to be about, this is what we would like to do. This is what we want you to see eventually. And now citizen con has moved toward more of a, this is where we are now. This is what we're doing. Um, because we had to move past that visionary state and start making it now more about what's there. Now, there were people at last year's citizen con who didn't like that. They still wanted that eye candy stuff that was down the road. And they felt oh. like you guys didn't tell us enough about the future. You just told us about where you are right now. But I think that there it needed to evolve into that, just like the roadmap. I think the roadmap, and it's interesting. I don't know. People always talk about the statement that CIG made about how you all made us go crazy. So we had to do this, but there was something else that CIG said in that email. They said, we made a mistake by doing this. They did acknowledge the fact that this, that there was evidently some questionableness about them putting that out there and that they it was a mistake and so my point is is that that great transparency that was there earlier was great a lot of people like some people can handle seeing that full year thing a lot of folks mm-hmm. couldn't a lot of folks couldn't i agree i think that the map that says this is what's committed this is what we've signed off on is perfect if it's within that one quarter i'm happy with that i i would love to see six months nine months a year but i don't have to see it but I do feel there's enough accountability that says, here's what you guys can expect to see when 317 comes out. And I think that's what a lot of people have been looking for and can focus on. Um, I think that it has toned it down. You know, we barked about it, but you know, as it was said earlier, the money's still coming in, people are still playing. They're, they're not losing players. Ta-da. I have an analogy for you. Yeah. I, I'm a very visual speaker, sorry. Mm-hmm. You have a rocket, it's three stage. It takes off, it's got a shit ton of fuel, it's got a big rocket on it, and it goes up. <laughs> mm. And 2016, the rocket separates. Yeah. So what we needed for the booster mm-hmm. was transparency and hype yeah. to get the to get, get the going. shit going. Right. <clears throat> now we're past 2016. Everyone hit the target and they're like, we're like Chris came out and said all this shit that mm-hmm. we're not gonna get. Right. Mm-hmm. Two three point two, three point three, that PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. That PowerPoint that yeah. refers yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so God. That was a mistake. But it was hype, and we can thank that we got into orbit only because of the BS that we went through. Mm. Okay, <laughs> so you can look at it negatively mm-hmm. and a lie, and like we were mistreated and everything. Mm-hmm. None of us were mistreated. Mm-hmm. We all have our own visa card. We know what we're getting into, <laughs> right? I tell the people all the time: don't come to me pissed off that you bought an A ninety jump, right? Don't don't piss don't be pissed off with me that the textures don't work on it because you're the you're the moron who has a credit card, right? 
and I'm not saying that people are stupid for buying ships. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you have no, just only, the 890 jump. Just the 890 jump. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We are all willing participants. I'm sorry, Greg. Yeah. Right? We are all willing participants. Don't be sorry, I go mad. For this. Not we, sorry. we all know what we got into. Yeah. You can't yeah. be pissed off. Star Citizen refunds. Those like a whole community of people that are super pissed off. You got bamboozled. Who cares? You did it to yourself, right? Sell your ships. Go play Elder Scrolls. <laughs> right. Sorry. Anyways, what I what I guess I'm trying to say is the rocket analogy. Yeah. The beginning, we needed the hype. Mm -hmm. We needed transparency. Now we're getting into that thing where the the hype is doing more damage than good. Mm -hmm. It's destabilizing. So maybe now it's time to Jettison. evolve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Change out how business works. It's not them being assholes. It's them doing what we need. Mm -hmm. I do think. That, like I'm not a white knight by any stretch, but the company is smarter than all of us because they're the ones with half a billion dollars <laughs> of our money. Of our money, <laughs> they and also can see way more than us. Like, yeah. of course they can. Yeah. So this is why yeah. I'm saying, like, oh, I can rich, be salty. You You'll never. Sorry, go ahead. Right. That was totally rude of me. Go ahead, dude. All I was going to say is that they're they are the experts. They've proven that they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, we have gotten through. 11 out of 12 questions. We have one good fun question for our panelists. And that question is, have you ever been criticized or critiqued by your viewers? And do you have any good stories? <laughs> Has anyone ever critiqued you for what you share from your platforms? And I'll start with Tomato. Oh, um, I mean, yeah. I've, it could be I've a good critique. The... It could be a good critique. It doesn't have to be bad. Uh, I've, I know. Go to bad. That's always fun. Go to right? bad. Okay. <laughs> had some, I've had some particularly it's gotten definitely in the last i'd say five months or so mm -hmm. i get a lot of the standard uh oh you're too negative or you're too positive or mm. you know i'm unsubscribing to you the other day i got this pretty wild comment um telling me that i was just too apathetic um i dismissed cig too much they were unsubscribing to me because i was i was too negative and it was like a video of me reacting to inside star citizen mm -hmm. uh, i think i had mentioned that like Oh, I wish they had included hair, you know, something in it with hair mm -hmm. with the new character rework. And they were just, they were not having it. Um, <laughs> gosh, what is it? What is another one? I had, I had something else here. Did I write that down? Because mm -mm. they get pretty weird. I'm yeah. not going to lie. There's, there's a lot of interesting one. I've been told that I probably work for CIG. Oh, okay. Which I kind of, I, you know, it'd be nice if they paid me. <laughs> um you don't get you don't get was, paid <laughs> like, please can i have a salary um I, it was back when i actually did a pretty big transition with my youtube channel at the beginning of the year mm -hmm. and i started doing more exclusive content for supporters just because of like the messaging i was getting from them it seemed mm -hmm. like they wanted it and i had this guy who was going off on me telling me like hey no successful youtuber cares about the money they only do it because they love it then the money comes and i'm sitting here like dude what like how really how can somebody do it as they're like how can you do it your full time and not care about the money because you have to live some way so you get a, i get a lot of that i think that's generally the idea that you know people don't consider youtube to be a realistic job yet those are the worst critiques i get okay okay toy oh they so i have a lot of regulars on my stream and every time i say something that makes them mad i have this 
donation button where yes. they can force me to eat crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I have, they, they, and they sent this to me. I have a P.O. box, so they send me spicy crickets. I've done the hot chip challenge, the death nut challenge, hot chocolate, you name it. Every time they get mad at me, they force me to do crap I hate. I've got jars of bad tasting, you know, those bean boozle beans that are just terrible flavors. And they just sit and just make oh, me God. eat that crap all night long. <laughs> Mickey Crickets, that's too <laughs> much. Times. Oh, that's too much. Oh, God, HC. Oh, man, I've just been called a rage monster and just like, when when I get mad, I, I, I go through the roof like instantly. <laughs> but I try to come down as quickly as possible, but I'll uh -huh. have like massive spikes in uh -huh. volume in my, in my stream. When it's, something happens on my stream mm -hmm. that I don't like, it mm -hmm. just, I go through the roof and then I'm right back in my seat. <laughs> and that, that, some people really don't like that. Like mm -hmm. I'm pretty chill most of the time. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, let's do some mining. Let's go do some NPC stuff. And like, right. oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> All right, let's get back to mining everybody. <laughs> Yeah, some people it's just you get you get audio visual whiplash from that, I guess. <laughs> That's pretty good. Nubifier, what about you? I am critiqued daily <laughs> and vigorously. <laughs> people love to hate me. It's that thing. AIG has critiqued you like openly. Oh my god! gets a shout out. That uh, the same thing was like you're the worst pirate I've ever heard of. Uh, oh, and you turn around, you say, "But you have heard of me." <laughs> you and, but you have heard of me right? hey I'll maiden ariana thanks for the right yes maiden oh. ariana thank you Welcome. so much for that oh my god my screen just jumped to the wrong thing sorry about that thank you maiden so, ariana thank you so much for the uh 24 viewers thank you thank you go ahead i was just gonna say uh so i love the whole point of being a community content creator is mm -hmm. to create content for the community so mm -hmm. if you throw a video out there like a like a fit like a fishing line and you never check the line you're really wasting half the point mm -hmm. so the point is to engage with the community mm -hmm. so i always read everything and i'm very i'm still small enough like we're all nobodies but i'm I, I still consider myself absolutely nobody and i definitely have enough time to read every single comment mm -hmm. some of them come back and people just outside of out, like completely stupid i'll answer not that the not that the people are stupid, but the mm -hmm. question or his perspective is just missing. So I'll always try once to answer nicely. <laughs> and when it comes back, I'll just assume that the person's having a bad day. And I'll say, I'm really disappointed that you're having a bad day. What can I do? Do you need me to be a punching bag? Do you want me just to keep answering so you can just be a like, salty piece of shit towards me? Because if that's what you need, I'm your Batman. I'm your guy, right? Anyways, so I'll take those, I'll copy paste them and throw them public Discord in my Discord uh -huh. because the the supporters there love that shit. It's like fuel, <laughs> right? It's so good. Public shaming is the best remedy. Anyways, That's I'm going to end on this though. My favorite are when people do that and they just get so salty, but they haven't even bothered to subscribe mm. to the content. So whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Like a uh, you guys are uh, shadow ban. You guys have heard of that, right? Like mm -hmm. YouTube has a thing, shadow ban. Yep. The person just goes nuts in the chat, mm -hmm. and you just shadow ban them. They can read their comment, mm -hmm. and they think that everyone can read He's it, reading. but I'm the only person that can read it. <laughs> That's so. Oh After gosh. Six months. I will go query every mm -hmm. single thing they did. I'll put it into a Google Doc, mm -hmm. and I'll email it to them. <laughs> and I'll say none of this shit. Like, <laughs> all of your beautiful wordsmithing 
Fuck you. Never no made one it. Heard it. Nobody oh my gosh. gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> I that love is, that. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Wow. Okay. Perfect. Is there like a bot or like a macro for that I can borrow from you? <laughs> oh, you just go into uh, your okay. analytics and you go and show me comments. You type the person's name and it, and it comes just, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, copy man. pasta. That's Dump it right into a Google I, I won't, I've, I've been okay. criticized by being too mean to FastCard at times, but that's, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Don't worry. FastCard hits us back with those wonderful jokes. Oh, FastCard God. keeps making he's mostly metal. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they rebuilt him. Wrong. They rebuilt him. Yeah. We do have one question. We have one question. This was from quite a while back, uh, but it was, I think it was in relation to us talking about Squadron 42. This came from uh, Kate, Katio. Says, okay, can't the different acts of Squadron 42 be iterative and be improved upon as the MMO develops? Anybody want to respond to that? I'll, I'll respond to that. So mm -hmm. uh, you said it earlier that Squadron 42 and, and the Persistent Universe, universe are interchangeable. And they're using the engine of the Persistent Universe to make Squadron 42. So, you know, and, and I've had this thing, you know, for a long time too. Why can't they just spit out a, a single player game? But it's all tied to that same engine that they're still, even to this day, 10 years down the line, developing. So it, it's just... Some of these features, I, I mean, uh, do we need like salvaging in Squadron 42 or do we need this in Squadron 42? I don't know. I guess we'll find out when it comes out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I think some of those features are just like placeholders because they're still working on the core engine. Yeah. There were some things, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, panel. CIG did talk about, and sometimes I do still wonder if this is the rule. They talked about that we would receive things in the PTU or the PU that were in Squadron 42, like certain ships. But sometimes there's some ships they've given us. I have to wonder whether they're going to be in Squadron 42. Is that still the rule, guys, that any ship that we have will be in Squadron 42? I, I assume anything that CIG has in the Persistent Universe could potentially show up in Squadron 42 as an asset. Okay. Because why would you not? If you already have a MISC Freelancer built... Mm -hmm or Miss Freelancer Max or right. Misk or any of the any of the freelancer variants you could use that as a as a pirate ship or something mm -hmm. or a, a, an escort mission mm -hmm. we have to escort this right. civilian convoy and there's a whole bunch of civilian ships in there okay okay um okay so why not okay. can i get a stab at this sure so to answer to not to answer that sounds really condescending hopefully you understand where i'm coming from to, mm -hmm. to address toys comment mm -hmm. about how but everything is everything is intertwined. So even though salvage is may not be in Squadron Forty Two, mm -hmm. all of the procedural damage tech is. Mm -hmm. We know that that's where Chris wants to go. Mm -hmm. So all of it is so codependent mm -hmm. that to finish one, you almost have to finish the, the other, other mm -hmm. which is why I think that it's delayed. And that's mm -hmm. that's totally reasonable. Again, finish it right mm -hmm. when Squadron Forty Two comes out, and it's. 200% better than everyone was were expecting, mm -hmm. then that's good for the company. That's good for the brand. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the but the PU has to be at the same polish level or all these people are going to come in and say, wow, this is sensational. And they're going to look at this and say, wow, this is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of uh, <laughs> interesting that way. Um, I had another thing, but it's gone, right? It's like 10 o'clock. Okay, yeah, I know. We're going we're gonna, to yeah, wrap this up. We do have one other question. It's from one of our panelists who is asking the other three panelists, this is from Space Tomato, 
What did you think of Hover Mode? No, the one that the one that got removed. The one that got removed. It it was too difficult for new players with mouse and keyboard to deal with, and it needed to be revamped. It was it, when you came in for a landing at Port All Star before they adjusted it in the PTU. You just it was just fire and wreckage as far as the eye can see. <laughs> and then they changed it so it only activates inside gravity and atmosphere, and that was good. And then you go visit Levski, and as soon as you hit Levski's hangars, which had gravity and atmosphere, yeah. because Levski didn't uh, Delamar didn't have atmosphere, so hover mode wouldn't kick in until you got into the hangars. Mm -hmm. Then it was just more fire and wreckage. <laughs> um, it was just. It was too hard to deal with that that low speed cutoff that mm -hmm. that 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 cutoff between it was like five or ten meters, meters or something like that. Yeah, it, it was it was up. real low speed, but it was yeah. that it was kind of like oh when you God. hit that speed and hover mode kicked in, mm -hmm. you weren't ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was and mouse and keyboard was very drifty, so it was very if you rotated the ship just slightly with your because you if you pitched. Mm -hmm upped a little bit if you if you pitched up and you turned a certain direction it would actually roll the ship a little bit and because it flew like a helicopter not mm -hmm. like a spaceship mm -hmm. you would immediately start sliding the head. right start veering. if you hit the wall that was it you're done yeah thank you uber nerd what's up buddy thank you so much for the rate of 64 viewers even though we're wrapping up the show but thank mm -hmm. you guys for coming in and stopping by we do have a question on the floor though Nubafire, what were your thoughts about the uh, hover mode were you a fan you adapted I love the idea, mm -hmm. <laughs> the idea of making DCS in Star Citizen. Right. Mm -hmm. The problem, the problem is that not everyone wants that. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you make it so that when you come in contact with a side of a hangar and you lose your tune and your ship, and then you get a crime <laughs> stat, just because something outside of your control mm -hmm. happens to interfere with your skill, mm -hmm. then it's a problem. So. Mm. Double Dutch, Ooh, right? yeah. both good and bad. Gotcha. Big Black Gaming, thank you so much for the 2,000 bits. Holy moly. Ooh, thank you, thank you, boy. thank you, thank you. Toy, what were your feelings about Hover Mode back in the day? I hated it. <laughs> I, I hated it for the second it went in, to the whole time it was in. I am so glad it's gone. It's like the lazy man's flying mode. I, I just couldn't, <laughs> could not stand it. Okay, Colossal, how were you at Hover Mode? Were you good? Uh, when we first saw them demonstrate it, we were like, <laughs> okay, this is okay, yeah. this is interesting. And then when it was implemented, then I'm going to be like Stewie's um, uh, mate. No, mm -hmm. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go, Bob. Go, Bob. Yeah, I, I, you guys have heard me say this plenty of times. I believe game shape, gameplay for any game should be challenging mm -hmm. and not punishing. Mm -hmm. That was punishing mm -hmm. gameplay. Okay. Um, and it, it was, it, it just wasn't fun. So I'm glad they took it out. Okay. All right, I'm gonna make this real quick. We've got two more questions. These are the last two questions we're gonna take, gang, because we've had our guys here for a couple hours. Uh, this is from uh, Drazen. Is it Drazen? Drazen. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> if if you had to pick three de <laughs> three deliverables within the next year, which three would you say, in your opinion, would be critical to keeping the player count and overall interest up? I'm going to narrow that down to one thing because I want everybody to be able to respond to that. So if there's one thing that you think would keep people, you know, fired up about the game, HC, what would it be? One thing that they deliver. They decrease player count with stability. Mm. Without sacrificing stability. Mm. Ding, ding. You don't have to come to me because that's my, that's my answer. Okay. Nubifier. 
uh, they're connected. Meshing and pyro. Mm. You do those, the money will flow mm. again. Okay, tomato. Um, I think adding, getting more missions into the game that make use of the features that we have that nobody really uses would do a lot to help people appreciate what is in the game already mm. and differentiate gameplay a little bit more. Okay. Toy. Ouch! Pets! I want our pets! They're <laughs> pets! Fluffies! I want pets! I mean, we had, we had turtles for the longest time. Uh, yeah, fun to collect. Give me a space a space cow, please. I uh, want her name uh, to be Disco Becky. Lando body pillow that, that he talked about on the last Star Citizen Live with with like uh with like some Berber carpet where the chest ear is to, uh, to kind of give you that, that simulation. Yes. Uh, oh God, RGB lighting. Buster to the destroyer loves talking about this guy. Okay, I know. she's got serious. Uh, we know. Go, we, we, we definitely know. We definitely know. We know. Go, go, mob. What would be the one thing you want to see them put in the game that would just park everybody's interest in the game? Dick turned it on rework. Don't say that because you're trying to make me happy. Is that what you want? I, okay, no, so uh, you want? Layer. from this guy, just jumping from one side of the fence to the next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> replication layer. Yeah. Replication I'm, layer and subsumption. I think if we get some of that in, yeah. things will be real cool. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, player counts and meshing. Those are gonna be the ones I'm gonna go with as well. All right, and our last question for tonight. Can CIG increase their staffing by thirty to forty percent? The way they can CIG increase their staffing by 30, 40% that they want to do in the Euro offices with their current funding model. What can they do? So I guess they're asking based upon the money that they're bringing in now, the way money's coming in, are they able to, we've heard them talk about increasing their staffing up to, I think what, 1500 or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Is that doable? Does that sound doable to you guys? Or does it sound like it's stretching it a bit? I honestly, I don't know what they can afford. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a, yeah, I mean, a it's, lot it's, to it's, consider. Yeah, it's only been yeah. recent, re what, the last year or recent years where they've been in the green or the red, whatever, out of the red, they've been, they've made profit in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm assuming that they're being counters to Newbrier's point earlier, a lot more smarter folks than we are. And I'm sure that them, to them to make these moves that they're doing, particularly with the new offices over in Europe, uh, I'm sure that they're paying attention to that and their investors are paying attention to it too. So I don't have any fears about the fact that they're doing it means that they can do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just as simple okay. as that. They got, yeah, they, got, they, they yeah. got people who they're paid to go ahead and give them that type of determination and predictability. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they've got good, good feelings about the next couple of years, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, they made the deal for that building during the middle of COVID too, and they probably got a hell good of a deal, deal on mm -hmm. that. Yeah, probably. Kamikaze to mud. And we've been getting a whole bunch of pictures of pyro. I'm just saying. Yeah. And bicycle handles. And, <laughs> and, 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 and well, we did get the bicycle uh, soon uh, after uh, the picture. Yeah. Ellie yeah. Sam. Elianka, thank you also for that follow. Thank you all so much for those for Uber Nerd, thank you again for sending over the nerds to hang out with us tonight. But we are going to wrap it up. It has been a fun, filled, informative evening with some very, very cool people. Um, what we do want to do is give you guys a real quick, uh, we're going to let them say something before they leave, but we just want to kind of remind you guys that our, our Thursday show, Soul Talk, which is our community talk show, has moved to YouTube. It is exclusively on YouTube. Many of you were there last week and we had a great time on YouTube. So just know that we're not on Twitch anymore on Thursday nights. Only this show is on Twitch and we look forward to seeing you guys there. And then next Sunday, uh, we're going to continue with our careers series. We're going to be talking about data and intelligence for those of you all who have heralds and MSRs and want to get into the espionage and all this stuff. That's going to be our topic for next week. Uh, I want to thank uh, the people that we have here tonight, but I want them to all get a chance to sign off and tell you where you can find them. So HC Vertigo, where can people find you? 
mostly on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash AC Vertigo. I am trying to fire up some more YouTube content, AC Vertigo on YouTube. You can also find uh, me on Twitter, AC Vertigo on Twitter, where you get updates. And sometimes I do uh, some content on there. Uh, not, not if I, if I have something funny to post or interesting to post, I'll put it up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's just like, hey, I'm live on Twitch. Okay. Or I got a new YouTube video up. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Nubifier, where can people find you? I just want to say thanks so much for setting this up mm. first. Mm-hmm. This was so much fun. Like, I, I don't get any time to get out of the house, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Twitch. The only time I'm in is when I'm lurking. So thanks for this. It's obviously way cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, YouTube, right? Uh, Nubifier. And I've also got the second channel, Competition. Mm-hmm. It's Italian. It's for yes, racing. racing. Yes, I do that, and that's oh. where I've been live streaming. And I'm learning to live stream there to eventually stream Woo-hoo. Star Citizen for no reason other than like I don't. The world does not need another Star Citizen streamer. People, <laughs> right? There's thousands. Hey, I, we always need more. You Come know, on. you know, I'm right. Mm-hmm. There are thousands. It's saturated. I know. Everyone's but I want great. To be one. Everyone's like, great. The moral, yeah, the moral of the story is, I just. I just see it as another outlet mm-hmm. to go play the game and hang out. So I want some no BS streams. You're not going to get them. It's 100% BS. <laughs> <laughs> all, all BS all the time. All BS. It's going to be the polar opposite. I'm going to lose so many subscribers. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> again, thanks so much for being here. This and is this is great. Thanks for coming, Nubifire. Tomato. Uh, yeah, I am on YouTube, Space Tomato. I have a second channel, Space Tomato 2. That is as in... T-O-O, not, not the number. Uh, I stream on Twitch, kind of stream on YouTube too, going back and forth between them and figuring that out. But honestly, the best way to find all of my content, because I, um, I do blog posts about the game pretty often, about once a week, which is original stuff that's on the website. So spacetomatogaming.com is the best way to find all of the stuff that I put out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and thank you for coming, Tomato, again. And Toy, last but not least, tell them where they can find you. You can catch me on Twitch, uh, forward slash Toy Grubbin. I uh, don't have a set schedule right now because of IRL stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just do that follow. And when I go live, hopefully it notifies you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've no. had a lot of trouble with that lately. Yeah. And and listen, I want to say a sincere thanks from all of the members of the Soul Citizens team. We just have a couple here, Go Mob and Colossal. But as again, you guys have, we, we all follow you guys. We watch you guys. You guys contribute so much cool stuff to the community. And we want to say thank you for all you guys have done because we stole our ideas from you. So we really appreciate <laughs> all that you guys have done. No, seriously, we do really appreciate you guys and what you've done to, for this community. And I'm sure plenty of our folks in our chat feel the same way. Um, Thanks for having us on, Griff. Yeah. Oh, no, we do. We'll have mm-hmm. to have some more fun. Speaking of fun. One announcement I do want to make is that we are going to be, we've been asked to do another virtual bar citizen. And I just spoke with the folks over at Yacht Club today and they're cool with it. We're going to be doing one again, first Saturday in April. So for those of you who've participated in the virtual bar citizens, you know, we've had such a great response from it. We've had people from CIG there to hang out with us. Our, those virtual things have gone from five hours. So I hate to admit it. One time we went 11 hours. It was ridiculous. Um, but we had a blast. We had a blast on Zoom. So for folks who maybe can't get out or there's not one local near you, we've had folks from over in Europe. We've had folks from, who's that? Papa Doc. Thank you for that resub. Thank you. We've had folks from over in Europe, folks in the U.S., folks in Germany who come and sit in and we just have a good time. So we're going to get more information out starting this week for you all for that. But you'll be able to register on Zoom. We had about 90 or 100 people one time on. It was really great. So 
again that'll be april the sec april the second saturday april the second i can tell you that much right now so look for it if you see it on twitter if you want to register register for it make sure you get a spot so you can get in and that's the end of that announcement um who is that janan thank you for the sub as well we appreciate it and thank you all so much for hanging out with us tonight hope you guys learned a lot about these guys their thoughts about star citizen and uh yeah i think that's about it we are going to set up for a raid and the raid is going to be for dark hour 717 so those of yeah. you who are into dark hour you guys can go over see dark hour give some shout give love if you like what you see follow and again guys thank you all so much for being here with us tonight we're going to tell you guys as always take care of yourselves stay safe and peace love and soul we'll see you guys real soon and take care Bye. Bye. <laughs>